Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. All right, welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, you guys. <laughs> Andy. Hey, now. Ian. Hey, what's up, guys? All right, and we have a special guest host here, Kenny Sierra. Hey guys! All right, welcome to the show. All right. This is episode 334, Fellow Podcaster Series, Volume 7 with Kenny Sierra. All right, let's catch up with everyone's week. Who would like to go first? I'll go first. Uh, Okay, go, Andy. I've done absolutely nothing. I was sick all last week. Mm. Uh, So I'm going to blame it on that, even though that's not really the reason. You feeling better, though? Yeah, I'm feeling much better. Still got a little bit of a head cold, but I'm 90% better now. Good, good. But I haven't done anything. I still haven't opened any of the boxes of all the new heli kits I've got. So... What the hell, man? What the hell, Andy? I don't don't have an excuse. It is what it is. You know, you guys got to do something, because I got a call from Steve Shaw, and he quickly told me I need to hurry up. Yeah, he quickly diverts like <laughs> the attention or the conversation into you guys when I ask him, "Hey, you've been you've been retired for two months. You must have like six, seven helicopters ready to go." Right. Uh, you're breaking up a little bit, but what's going on with that Miata? And what's going on with those <laughs> helicopters that Andy has? He's quick to maneuver around. Sure, of course. <laughs> what the hell, man? Yeah, yeah. Nice. No, I've not done anything. All right. Who has yeah, done thought something? about something though, right? Did I think about? Yeah, I have thought about something. Hmm, thought helicopters. I know yeah. that. Might have a project to add to my list. You'll, oh yeah, you'll see it twenty thirty one probably. <laughs> <laughs> if we're still nice. here, we'll have to get LASIK to see it at that point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Awesome. All right. What about you, Ian? What'd you do? Um, the only thing hobby related I did was I was on Discord. Otherwise, I've been working like crazy. I picked up a whole bunch of hours at work. Um, pretty much, I didn't do any overtime for like the past three weeks uh, because we had a COVID outbreak in the building, and I didn't want I didn't want to take up a whole bunch of the schedule and then come down sick. So. Um, I just kind of took it easy, got a few things done, uh, whatever. Um, so about a few days last week, I went ahead and picked up like some 16 hour shifts and then, uh, Friday came along, um, talk about, wow, you guys missed a, a pretty, uh, great discord session, but, uh, we had, um, you know, skids and Gucci from, uh, heliheads, um, uh, Mike DiPaolo showed up for a little while. I thought you said we missed something good. (laughs) (laughs) And Dan K. Reed was on the Discord chat. He was on there pretty much nearly the entire session having a good time. I mean, we talked about everything from motorcycles to, uh, you know, some of the classic relics. He's uh, getting put back together and putting them in the air. So it was a really great time. And, and of course, he, uh, you know, was chit-chatting with everybody podcasters uh 
about like what all he uses, you know, used when uh, RCHN was uh, up and running. But it was a really, it was a really great time. Really great dude to kick back and talk to on a Friday night Discord. And I hope he comes back on next week and you know have a good, good old time. And then uh, as far as the rest of the weeks, I did doubles all weekend. I mean, and of course dropped some memes, but you know I'm sure those are out there. Um, yeah, that's about all I've got going right now. Okay. Cool. Let's go next. Should I go next? Yeah, I want to hear about your week. Uh, or two weeks, right? <laughs> You've been away for yeah. a little bit. Missed yeah. you on the show, man. I know. I'm sorry I had to miss two of those shows. Yeah, was... why'd you leave me here with these two idiots? I Trav- the same thing. Two weeks in a row. <laughs> I was traveling. I was mm. traveling back to Nazi Jersey. And, uh, yeah, it for was... a year. Now Nazi Jersey. Damn. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> when I tell you, so I uh, get on the I plane know. Tuesday, right? I'm flying eight p.m. Tuesday's a great time to fly, uh, and I flew back on on Wednesday. I think it was no Tuesday. I don't remember. It was yeah, it was Tuesday. Um, so and at the same time, but I I told my wife she's got to change that because I sit I like I prepare, but then I'm like. Anxious all day. I'd rather fly in the morning, you know, and get it over with. But anyway, so I get on a plane uh, Tuesday night to go back to Jersey, and uh, the guy lands the plane, and we we've landed like forty five minutes early. I don't know how that's possible on a two hour fifteen minute flight. It's like seeing wow. Slayer at the end of their tour, and now their set has gone down by forty five minutes. I don't know <laughs> how it's possible, but. And then he gets on the, then he gets on, you know, we landed in Newark. He's like, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, we landed in Newark. And he goes, um, so, uh, the good news is that we've landed 45 minutes early, but the bad news is, uh, somebody's at our gate and we're going to be sitting here for the next 45 minutes with the added bonus of me turning the air conditioner off. Like. We sat there for 45 minutes with no air conditioner. I was dying. We were just, everybody was trying not to move. And then, you know, uh, so anyway, so I, I, I get home. All right. I get home. I get to the house in Jersey and I'm just cleaning up stuff and throwing shit out and going through stuff for like the entire week. I did get a chance to see Mike D and, and his girlfriend, Vicky went out to uh, dinner, which was really nice. We had a really nice, nice dinner together and it was pretty cool. Celebrated my birthday up there. I turned 55. Oh my God. Happy birthday. Thanks. Happy birthday, dude. Happy Thanks. birthday. Thanks, thanks. Uh, yeah, and I went out with uh, Jeff and his wife. They look great. Uh, you know, it was good to hang out with them, uh, just like one on one. Because last time we went together with, we went out together with everybody, and it was hard to, to talk to Jeff because he was on the other side of the table and stuff. Um, but it was cool. We had a great time, and uh, you know, hung out with the family and stuff. Came back here, and I bought that e-bike, and I got it Sunday before I left. And I put it together Sunday. And by Tuesday, I had already had like 35 miles on it, 31 miles on it. And uh, started biking to work uh, Thursday and Friday of last week. And it's pretty awesome. I really like it. I can feel the workout. It's it's good workout. And this coincided with my kids uh, are have closed on their house while I was away. So they started moving Friday. Now... I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I'm going to throw it all out there. 
when somebody tells you they're going to move Friday and they're getting a truck and they have to get it back Saturday, wouldn't you think they would move everything they possibly can? Yeah. Load up as much as you can and unload. Yeah. Why? Because A, they didn't start moving until about 6 p.m. After me riding back home from work now doing like a 20-mile round trip, I decided to just start helping in and, and like loading furniture and stuff on this freaking moving truck over to so their house EM unloading didn't have it. anything Sound like they were waiting <laughs> no. on you yeah yeah and they were waiting on friends that that said they were going to show up earlier but i guess didn't so they didn't move everything uh they brought the truck back saturday morning i went over to their new house and i i hung five ceiling fans on the, the next day on saturday and a big dining room like light fixture and then we came back and got the refrigerator from our house here and moved it over then Sunday, I went back over to their house and hung two giant screen TVs, and I was done. I was wiped out, and they wanted me to add an outlet for them, so I did that Monday. But now... So, wait, wait, wait. One thing. This is your daughter and your daughter's husband, right? Yeah. Does he not know how to do anything? I'm just saying, like, this is all stuff that he should be doing on his new home. Why is oh, his I, father-in-law I totally coming in? I, I just don't understand that. I'm, well, he's definitely not, you know, I, not handy he, he definitely wouldn't have been able to do the ceiling fans. You know, he, mm-hmm. he said he didn't know electrical too well. And I get that. Some people don't want to be bothered with it. But yeah, what I don't get Especially is. Especially when somebody else will do it for you. I learned. Yeah. Yeah. What I don't get is Monday, instead of coming back here and getting all the clothes out of his closet, he went to his bowling thing that he had to do. So now. And meanwhile, the roommate was supposed to help him out. He came home from work Saturday, showered while we're all moving stuff and took it, took his girlfriend out and didn't move half of his shit out. Came back like Monday with a truck and his buddy to move his bed. But he left this big dresser here and a big mess. So I'm boiling at this point. Like, I want this shit out of here. I want to start tearing shit up. I'm still like, yeah, like, I want to start cleaning, but I don't yeah. know whose stuff is whose. And. So me and the old lady got into a big fight because she's like, I don't understand why why you're why you're worried about it. I'm like, because I expected this stuff to be out of here. You know, you want a new floor or, or not? Like, I got to get started on this. Shit right. just doesn't happen overnight. And plus, the roommate pissed me off because you know who leaves while everybody's moving this guy, and then he didn't want to move his dresser. Like, he wanted to leave that here, and I'm like, I don't want your shit, dude. You moved it in. You got to move it out. You know. <laughs> so they finally got the message and they're going to start moving. But I mean, dude, I, if I had a brand new house, the last thing I would want to do is like leave shit behind and I would want to just get it all there, you know, and start getting everything organized. I guess that's just me and take advantage of the freaking rental that I rented, you yeah, know, I made it because oh. they're only moving what I'm like a mile or two. Yeah. Like two so miles. They could have yeah. made several trips with the truck. At least, at least. Yeah. Two trips. Yeah. Yeah. I take it. Yeah, they and we pretty did close to you. Yeah, they're like two miles away. So is that good or bad? Both. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's part of the reason why they were in no rush to actually move. Yeah, you know, because it's just two miles away. I'll just come back and get that tomorrow or the next day. You know. Yeah. And you're like, nah, I want everything so I can yeah. you know, start living. They just have to give them a date, day. like August. Yeah. End of end of this month, whatever's here, is getting. No, I told them the end of the week. Uh, okay, that'll work too. Shit, I know. As far as the moving truck, like, I, 
I had everything that was big that would not fit in the Jeep pretty much set off to the side when I was moving. And when I found a day that I was able to get a friend of mine over to help me move the big stuff, it's like I rented the truck, loaded the truck, and had it all at the new, you know, here at the apartment. And then once, you know, once I did that load, I went and dropped the truck off. It was like, boom, done. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's the way to do it, man. Like but if we're I can, also talking like 18 miles versus two miles. So, and if I could do everything myself, I would. You know, when when I go to move, um, but who, I'm gonna, I don't know what we're gonna get rid of and what we're gonna keep up there. But yeah, it's just, I mean, I I want to get, you know, I want to take advantage of the, the entire time I have that truck, I would have moved everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, man, you should have saw when I was moving my stuff down to Virginia from Jersey. I, I loaded that trailer up like. <laughs> Like yeah, you're making a bunch of trips. And I made about it was about, about four trips, five trips in about a month and got the whole family moved down, you know. That was a pain, but I had a schedule and I kept it, you know, I made it. So when I'm So you guys the, used to live in Jersey, correct? Hmm? Yeah. I, I did, yeah. Both of them. So did you know Kevin Kites and Ed Johnson? Yep. Yep. I used to fly with him. Yeah, I still know there. Kevin. I I um I talk to him every now and then. We'll we'll call each other, see how we're doing. And same with Ed. I don't. I haven't texted Ed in a while though. Yeah. But yeah, we used to fly with those guys. Mm-hmm. They're good dudes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll get into that. I know you know him from back in the, the Curtis days and stuff. So. Yeah. So uh, uh, yeah. I did buy a heli uh, in rela- relation to the actual podcast and the oh, RC yeah? topic. Nice. What'd you get? Yeah, I got a uh, a flybard 450. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. I got the same one of the same uh, units that you got, Steve. Yep. Uh, yeah, Chris texted me and he was like, "Hey, I got one of these. You know, I heard you talking on the show that you'd like to do it one one of these days." And it's you know, it's that aligned kit comes with everything uh, except the receiver. Bamba. And uh, I haven't even opened it up, but I got it. It's just been it's been mayhem over here, like literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been no, I've sure. been exhausted and wiped out. But today I did some driving, actually today and yesterday, at, for the job and uh, listened to the last couple shows. And I'm really sorry that I missed the one with Dan. Uh, or I'm sorry I missed both of them, but the one with Dan from Heliheads was awesome. You guys did a great job. He's a great guest to have on. Mm-hmm. Really yeah, interesting to listen dude. to him. Yeah, I'm and I'm glad he went to Flight Fest and enjoyed it. Like that was yeah. really cool to hear that because yep. Steve and I, Andy, and we've all been there, mm-hmm. and we know how how much of a blast that is. It was cool to hear his perspective on it, and it was cool that he had as much fun as like we had mm-hmm. when we went. You know, because right. uh, whether you're a heli or plane guy, it's just a lot of fun. It's it's um it's it's something you got to try once at least. And freaking Steve and Andy, you guys killed me with the questions about. The hosts on the show. Oh my god, dude! I was dying. I put that in there just and, for you. Andy was like, "It seems like," and Steve's like, "There's a new host every week." <laughs> and that was freaking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we got to rib them a little bit. Yeah, that, that was uh, that was hysterical. And that's really all I did, man. I'm enjoying the bike. Uh, a couple people have contacted me, Dan. Uh, uh, from RCHN contacted me a few uh, times through Messenger and asked me some questions about it. And mm-hmm. 
Nice. It's cool. It's like I I wasn't sure about riding it to work, like whether they're going to let me come through the lobby of the building with it or anything, but they were really cool. The one of the guards was like, "Hey, I just bought one of those and you know, asking me all sorts of questions and mm-hmm. it's it's been pretty how, good, man." How is it commuting? Like how much longer does it take you and do you get to It was work taking all me It was taking me like 20 minutes in the Jeep and it was it's like nine and a half miles, so say like ten miles mm-hmm. each way, and that was, um, that was roughly a gallon of gas, maybe a little bit more. Uh, and commuting with the bike, yeah, I'm I'm sweaty when I get to work, but I got like um, I I just like wipe myself down and put some deodorant on, and I'm fine, man. And once you get in the AC, I'm um, you know, I don't really sweat until I stop, you know, and I got a dry bag and a little thing on the back that i can put that in and you know if i get stuck in the rain or something my at least my phone won't get soaking wet or anything but i just bring like a change of clothes and it's freaking i i'm really enjoying it i'm i'm amazed that i'm enjoying it as much as i am like there's some days where i get to work and i'm like oh shit i'm here already like because i'm just like tooling along Mm -hmm. oh and so to answer your question uh it's been taking me like 35 minutes to get there on the bike so That's maybe 10, 10, 15 minutes longer. Yeah. It's not bad. No, that's so not I'm, bad at all. Yeah, I've kind of been leaving like 10 after, 15 after to get there, you know, with a couple, with like 10 minutes to clean up and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's, have, it's um, a lot of fun. Have you got quite a few people that do that at your place or do you see quite a few people commute like that? I don't see anybody commuting. I see a few people in the morning just riding for the hell of it and but no i haven't seen anybody commuting um i don't know everybody i talked to beforehand thought i was crazy thought i was Mm -hmm. absolutely insane for doing it but it's not like i said it's not really too bad i i I can definitely feel the assist you know that i get because it's an e-bike and you know if i'm if i'm really straining i can take it easy for a little bit not maintain the same speed but uh i can at least keep going and I'm feeling a pretty good workout, like even upper body, you know, because you got to steer, you got to hang on and, and get all that, you know, for, for 35 minutes. But I'm enjoying it. I definitely am. I rode awesome. a, I rode um, Art's e-bike. It's like a converted bike, and it was pretty quick. Um, I do, the only thing I recall is, I don't know, I would, I would end up riding it like a motorcycle, <laughs> like always yeah. on using the electric, on never. Yeah, always on throttle, you know, never pedaling. Um, but yeah, the know. only time I've done that was the very first time I rode it. I wanted to get across the street really quick because mm-hmm. I was kind of like turning, making a left turn in front of traffic, so I, I hit the throttle. But I'm kind of riding it more like a bike, just and it's quicker. You know, you got to be on top of things because you're doing like 20, 25 when you get to the intersections, and like I'm not shooting out in the traffic, but like the intersections that are like side streets like yeah i'm i'm cranking through those as long as i can see that there's nobody turning and no traffic coming out in front of me yeah you know i'm i'm moving out through there pretty quick. i know you've talked about this kevin but what kind of bike is that it's uh ride one up is the company and it's the 700 series okay and i'm glad i bought i did some research i'm glad i bought the one that i did because it's got the fluid shocks and it's got uh the hydraulic brakes and fenders and a little rack on the back is the battery on the rack? The battery is in the frame, in like the front it's of the frame. The frame. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. And it moves out pretty good. I like it. It's nice. 
I'm like nice. you, Steve. I would never pedal. Yeah. I had a motor. Yeah. And Absolutely. and Steve, I did a little bit of research on like the hub motion motors versus the mm -hmm. like drive motors. Yeah. They say that converting a bike with the drive motor is good because you can use the gearing, but it, sometimes yeah. it can be bad on the. Depending on like if you're gonna use it like a motorcycle and then shift the gears, you're putting like more of a load on the chain than it, than a human being could actually put on it. Depending mm. on how fast you are, Just so you want to yeah. be careful of that. Yeah, I'm sure you probably break some links. Break some yeah, yeah. Just something to think about. Yeah, break teeth, and then uh, not to mention, I've seen a lot of spoke damage. I mean, especially on the motorized bike side, it's like I one of my frames I blew out the back wheel. I mean because the way the <clears throat> unless it's jack shafted you're not going to use the actual sprocket that's on the side for the pedal side uh pretty much when with like the motorized you put on an adapter on the other side from the the actual drive sprocket and i've seen spokes go out that way but if you really think about it the spokes aren't really designed for a whole lot of torque but i'd be curious to see what it is for like uh, the electric the hub motors yeah the hub motors have the same you know setup that uh is on a regular bike because the pedaling aspect doesn't change like the power from the pedals is still mm -hmm. from a human being so that's not going to change it's just assisting like from the hub out you know yeah right All right, enough topic. but yeah that's been my that's been my two weeks man in a nutshell Okay, I guess I'll go. Go, uh, man. Yeah, I built some helis. I built some lines. Yeah, some four fifties. Nice. I don't know. I don't know how to set up a fly bar head. I, I kind of have an idea. Like you just lock in that fly bar, you know, level, I guess, and then do your normal setup. Um, and that's what I did. Yeah, and isn't I, it like all linkage is like ninety degrees? You want to try and keep that level and. Mm -hmm. Then set yeah, up the, yeah, everything ninety up, but like, and then you want to have that like flyboard kind of locked, so that way, it yeah, it's not your your, right. your motor disc, yeah. So, um, but I got that all set up. Um, the first one I built up, I'm, I'm I put a neo on there. I put a just regular neo, and I I just turned off all the gains on the head, and I set it up like a normal helicopter, like you know, my eight degrees and everything else, uh, 12 and a half on, I, oh, I wow. couldn't get actually 12 and a half. I got kind of like 12 and like 11, like 12 and a half and like a 12 negative, uh, whatever. It's good enough for combat or what I'm going to use it for. Um, I test flew in the driveway and the tail just like all over the place. Like it just, it flew like shit. Um, it had a crazy drift to the right and I was like, okay, whatever. Let me charge this battery up. I'll bring it to the field and actually kind of fly it. So I did you know, just that. Um, got loaded up Sunday. Yeah, it was Sunday. And it was in the afternoon. It was raining all day. Uh, the weather was shite, but I was just like, I want to get out and fly. And I was going to meet up with the club member, Tony, and, and kind of do some flying with him as well. Um, so I got I got my that Line 450. I got my Blade, not my Blade, my um, Raw 580. That's all I brought. Yeah, I only brought those two helicopters. And, I, you know, I charged a whole bunch of backs, and I basically flew what I had. Uh, the 450, the swash was, you know, not level. I got that level. That took care of that drift. Um, 
it's something of a different animal to, to fly, especially I guess this size. Maybe a 700 would be more stable, but a 450 fly bar, it is twitchy and it's just like, correct, 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 correct. Every time I make a correction, it's correct again, correct, keep correcting. Like, so I'm sitting there like, I'm like, wow, I got to constantly be doing like a, not a stir, but like I'm nudging the heli constantly. And, you know, um, I tried doing some inverted and some 3D on it and, and that felt okay. Um, but yeah, I gotta get used to it. I gotta want to tune it up. Um, I think one of these 450s, I might actually just keep as a fly bar heli to just have in my fleet um, to mess with. You should. And and the other one, I'm gonna you know sacrifice to heli gods at RC show. So that the one that I'm gonna sacrifice, I did order a, a seven channel spectrum receiver because I'm just gonna go with the um, the fly the not fly rollers the. The tail gyro came with the, you know, whatever line tail driver came with. I'm going to set it up the way, you know, you would set it up back in, I guess, when this came out. Mm-hmm. So, so I got that in. Um, that helicopter is probably, about, it's all built, but the electronics aren't set up. So I have to plug it in and get, actually go through the setup and, and figure that all out. So I'll do that next. Um, I did also order uh, something else, a uh, new Sullivan starter shaft. Um, mine started having, I noticed that it, it was getting... It's getting jammed up, and I'm like, why is it getting jammed? And look, it's kind of rounded off, and it's kind of, I've had it for, I don't know, three years or so, using it on, on tons of different helis and starter cups. So, so you know, it's worn down. Um, so it's time for me to get a new one. So I ordered it off of, uh, I think A-Main had it in stock, and it was on sale. It was like 70 bucks, so great price. So I picked that up. Um, let's see. Oh, I didn't talk about the 580. So I flew, the, I, I flew the 580 a lot. I had four, no, five packs for the 580, uh, five 8S packs. And I was I was messing with the low head speed on that. Um, I don't know what it was, to be honest. I just kind of messed with my throttle settings. And I got to a part where I was getting about a four and a half minute flight on the heli. And it was a good four and a half minute flight. I can do all my maneuvers. Um, there are one or two times where, you know, I kind of dug in too hard and yeah, definitely having low head speed and still running like a traditional 12 and a half degree pitch. Um, you know, you can definitely feel it. And, but I kind of like it because I feel like I'm always at the full extent, extent of the stick. So I like, I feel like I have a lot of resolution. Um, I feel like I can quote unquote stick bang, but not, you know, make the helicopter look like I'm stick banging. Like, you know, it's kind of slows it down because the rates aren't really that fast and everything. What, what RPM so, did you say you were doing? I don't, it was 62% on the throttle. I I didn't look at the RPMs. I was just playing with the throttle endpoints. Um, it had to be around, if I had to call it, probably around like 1,800 maybe, 18-something 18 on the 580. Is that on a 6S? Uh, 8S setup. Running, 8S setup. Yeah, running 603 blades, you know. Okay. Yeah, it felt good, though. It felt good. It gave me a little bit more flight time, and, um, you know, I was able to kind of do the things I normally do, just kind of, you know, I'll just pin the elevator and just do flips, 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 you know, stationary flips, practice and rotate the tail and do, you know, aileron stationary flips and just practice maneuvers like that, and, and it was good to get those type of flights in. Um, it was raining, so it kind of sucked. It was like, do a flight, kind of go back in underneath the carport, wait for 15 minutes, wait for the rain to kind of die off. Um, later in the afternoon, though, it did clear up pretty nice, and 
And of course, at that point, I didn't have any batteries. <laughs> I didn't ruin my generator. I, I only planned on flying what I brought. So, so that was that. Um, beyond that, uh, I did sell another helicopter. A friend reached out and, you know, asked about, you know, one of my helicopters I probably haven't spoken about in a while. And, you know, with this new um, Goblin 420 coming out, I, I definitely want to get this one because it's kind of different, you know, like the direct drive motor setup on it. I want to give that a try. So I have to kind of let one of my helicopters go. You know, I, I can't have this wall of, you know, whatever 12 helicopters I have currently get any bigger. So, um, yeah, so I sold the Fireball. Uh, that's one helicopter I stopped flying just mainly because it's, it's kind of too big and, and fast for my backyard. And then when I go to the field, like, I want to fly 600s, 700s, you know. I, I kind of prefer the bigger helicopters anyways And when I go to my club field. So I figured if I'm not flying it, I could definitely use the Neo off of that. So I kind of told that to a friend um, who reached out for that. So, yeah. Fireball. Yeah, cool. Yeah, no more fireball. But I'm really excited about this 420, which I'm sure we'll talk about in news announcements. So Steve, Just in case you need another fireball, I have one that I'll sell you. <laughs> well, you know, you can reach out, or I'll have James reach out to you and see if he wants another one. I bet Kenny would could help you with your 450 fly bar setup. I yeah. bet you anything, he's got a lot of experience with fly bar 450s. Yeah. I do, actually. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Next event we meet up. Uh, yeah. I need some help. <laughs> so, Steve, what battery did you use for that 450? Uh, 3S2200. Okay. You know, the standard. I had like yeah. an old nanotech, you know, sitting in my battery box from the old flight test days. So yeah, I use that. Okay. Should it be pretty twitchy? I mean, I guess it would be being a 450, Kenny. Like if it's set up uh, properly. It. I. I would say twitchy is the wrong word. It just. It's gonna fly different. Mm-hmm. Um. You're gonna have to constantly all, like correct it. I imagine anyway, just because fly bar. I don't have any well, experience. It's a fly bar model, so. so just think of a loop uh, with a flight control unit, the Neo, the or whichever one that you're using. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Neo is going to follow the heading that you put it on. So right. as long as you're flying straight down, we'll just call it the runway, and you do one big loop, you can pretty mm-hmm. much just mm-hmm. let the model carry itself, and it's going to fly all the way around it. Yeah, uh, the fly bar. The fly bar <laughs> model. You have to correct the position as you're going through it, especially if, uh, like, if the paddles aren't exactly the same, uh, if the weight's any different on the paddles. Now, on the 450 uh, line that you have, those are all preset, so you don't really have to change anything on that. But, yeah, it's, it's you just need to think of it like a loop. Uh, yeah. It, when you're flying the model through a loop, you're going to have to correct the position of, of the model as it goes through it. Yeah. That's one of the things I noticed. It's like you kind of, it wants to, it wants to kind of like self-level itself, right? Like that's what the fly bar wants to do. It kind of wants to like fly self-level again. And I, it is like a little weird fighting of it, but yeah, I don't know. I got to get more flights on it. I mean, one flight's not going to tell me anything. Yeah. I remember mine being pretty sturdy, pretty stable. On some days, it's like if the moons were aligned correctly, <laughs> and it would fly okay. And then without changing the setup, it would fly 
different. I would like to mess with one. <laughs> yeah. I like to mess with a bigger one, to be honest. I mean, the 450 yeah. is a 450, you know. I, I think a six or 700 would be like the or 600 would be like probably an ideal size for me to try to to do this again. But mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, the options really are not there. Anymore, no, so. I wish somebody would just make a fly bar head you could put on something. Just no, they're still out option. there. Just have to find them used. Yeah, find yeah. them used or Pantera. I think that's the only company that still you can buy like a fly bar heli setup, but. Yeah, I still have a couple of heads uh, from the fly bar days that I pulled off on the the ENVs. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, I actually got offered one, uh, which I'll end up picking it up probably just sometime after Urcha, uh, if not sooner. But uh, uh, I got offered a 600 uh, T-Rex uh, fly barred, so... It's like, I'm going to go ahead and pick one of those up because it's been, oh my God, 2017. It's electric. Uh, it's been like since like 2017 since I last flew a fly, a fly bar, and that was with a Blade 450 3D. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I think it's been 10 years for me. Almost geez. 10 years. Nine, 10, almost. Nine, yeah. Almost. Probably 2013. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been a while for me. Cool. Uh, all right, Kenny. How about your last couple of weeks? You wanna? What you been up to recently? Man, it's hot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I heard. I have a coworker in Texas, and he's saying it's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, it's. Uh, well, I had a birthday recently. Oh, oh, happy, happy birthday! birthday. Hey, happy you. birthday, dude. Thank you. Um. So the last bit, the last two weeks have been busy. Uh, I've flown a little bit this past weekend. I didn't fly, and it's not because of I didn't want to. It's just my father sent me something for my birthday, and when he sent it to me, he uh, he sent it on a pallet. Oh boy! And the pallet was about four hundred and fifty pounds. Oh, well, hopefully it was money. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> money gold bars. Yeah, Great. no, it's. So I had to take a no-fly day on this past Saturday because I had to wait for the truck to arrive. Right. And then by the time it arrives, you know, it's it's almost 11 o'clock. Well, uh, I fly in different locations. So every other weekend, I drive over to Austin. And then uh, this weekend was my Austin weekend. But, you know, it's, it's 100 and plus degrees outside. And so to go... Start flying late in the afternoon. Yeah, too hot. Unless you got some shaded area that you can go sit in, or the sun's not blaring down at you and you're staring right at it in the afternoon, mm -hmm. which this local field is. Um, so I took a no fly fly day this past weekend, but outside of that, uh, you know, birthday and spending time with grandkids and son and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's uh I haven't really worked on a lot of models. I've got one I've actually got a uh, a raw five eighty nice. that is in process. I'm gonna build it as a seven S. Um so that's in process. The model's pretty much built. I just need to start doing the setup and I haven't decided what flight control unit I'm gonna put in it. I have options. Mm-hmm. Neos and axons and uh, brain and 
CGY 760 and I'm sort of like me. You have one of every one of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got more than one of everything, but unfortunately, that's kind of like the I don't know. I I can't seem to just stop on one. I just got to keep on buying. So anyway, that's that's it. Not a whole lot to talk about. Uh, work stuff is work stuff, and it's you know during the day it's hot, and uh, yeah. I will say you know here lately I've been working on boats. Mm-hmm. Uh, my uh, my director, I've been helping him with the boat, and I've got my own boat, and trying to get everything ready to go out to the coast this this week. So. Nice. It has been a busy couple two weeks. Awesome. Okay. Well, hope you're ready for more questions because absolutely, <laughs> fire away. We're gonna go right into the main topic now. So, All right, so, Kenny, I've heard that Texas is like 12 feet from the sun. Is that like true? <laughs> it is. It is this. Well, for the next, uh, I don't know. It's like 10 days straight. They're saying is over 100 degrees. Wow. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's, and I'm I work outside a lot, so yeah, oh, I feel it. Oh man, wow! Yeah. You mentioned so, uh, yeah, you mentioned what? Texas. What part of Texas are you located? I'm in Marble Falls, Texas. Okay. So I am roughly about 45 miles or so west of Austin. All right. Nice. Cool. Yeah, I've got I've got family down in San Marcos, so I know right around where you're at. Yeah. Yeah, San Marcos is not that far from me. My son lives in Kyle, which is a stone's throw to San Marcos. Hell yeah. Beautiful Very country cool. out there. Yeah, it's it, this is God's country except in the summertime. <laughs> <laughs> I think he takes some days off in the summertime. Uh-huh. He's on vacation. <laughs> yeah, he's on vacation right now because it's hot as shit. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, all right, so how long have you been in the hobby? Uh, I'm probably going to start telling my age now. Um, not as long as some, but quite a while. I've, I've been in it 21-ish years now. Okay. Nice, nice dude. Oh, Awesome. Yeah, it's uh I actually started in in uh, 2000 um uh, I started in 2000 just doing like the the simulators. Yeah. Okay. Uh and after after that is when I started really starting to get into the models so that or models, which is 2000. Yeah, about 2001. Wow. Did you start with helicopters? Yeah. Or? I started with helicopters. I mean, if you go back during the day, or back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, back in the 80s, I did airplanes. Uh, I built some airplanes. Uh, successfully flew them once, and they kind of landed pretty hard, so yeah. I never went back to it. I got right. somebody texting the piss out of me right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's uh, when I went to helicopters, I I never really did airplanes anymore. I've got some. Yeah. 
I've got a couple of flex innovations. Nice. Cool. Um, yeah, once you get that, the Haley bug, it's kind of hard to yeah to do both. They're so much cooler. Yeah, Let's well, back in 82, I guess it was, uh, 82, 83, I was actually almost ready to start trying to play with one. Mm-hmm. And the, I remember the hobby, star, hobby store owner, he was telling me that I needed to get a, a checkerboard and uh, hook some servos to the bottom of it and put a ball in the middle of it and control right. the ball. Right. And I said, impossible. Can't be done. <laughs> I have no idea. Never did it. Yeah. yeah. But that's what people say. That's how they started mm-hmm. out back in the day. Wow. Yeah, I've heard that. Yep, me too. Um, one thing I always wonder, I'll, I'll ask you since you've been in the hobby for 20 years, uh, and you fly almost every weekend, right? Like you still fly yes. quite a bit. How do you stay motivated? Because I've only been in like six, seven years now, and I I find it hard to to stay motivated. Well, you're in a situation where you're flying by yourself all the time. That's true. And so that that's that's tough. It's uh, uh, for me, it's just a release. It's 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 my way to escape reality. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, you know, of work and and not saying anything. There's anything wrong with it or family or anything no. like that. But it's just my own little space that I can go out and do my thing. Right. Uh, I've been motivated, dedicated, uh, it, uh, frustrated, you know, <laughs> ticked off at times. Yeah. Uh, spent too much money. Yeah. But it keeps on drawing me back, and and uh, you know, it's, I, I think it's just you know everybody's everybody is different on how they approach the hobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with me, it's just again, it's just my release. It's uh, I'm engaged in it. And it keeps my mind working. Mm-hmm. Uh, even now, it's I probably don't build as much as as uh i used to although i got more models than i'd know what to do with right now mm-hmm. um but i mean as of late i'm challenging myself to learn more about you know how things work right and uh which is again just a way of keeping me motivated mm-hmm. yeah that's that's what motivates me in the beginning learning like I like learning stuff, but then once I know how to do it, I, I kind of start to lose interest sometimes. So I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's one of the things that I found is, and this doesn't happen with me all the time. I've got a buddy that I fly with all the time or most of the time. And, uh, him and I have different skill sets, but, uh, he flies all of the time. I fly as often as I can. And, um, but one of the things that I've been told before is, you know, the way to improve, the way to keep on task or be motivated is to fly with people that are better than you. Yeah. 
And yeah, so it keeps the challenge advice. up. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes. Hmm. Cool. Um, kind of, kind of dialing it back. When, what got you interested in the hobby in the first place? Like, mm-hmm. you know, back in two thousand. Oh, I've been interested in RC hobbies for many, many years. Uh, my father, back in the seventies, got me a little Cox Jeep. I don't know if you guys remember those or not. Little Cox Jeep and a little uh, airplane. Uh, it's. I don't. I don't remember it being a P fifty one. I don't remember the airplane that well, but the Cox Jeep is what got me into it mm-hmm. back in the seventies, and then back in the eighties, uh, uh, I got interested in boats, and so I started building nitro boats, oh, cool. tunnel and hydroplanes, and we would race those locally at the local lake where I lived. And then uh, I moved from that area where I lived into to Marble Falls in 94. And when I did that, of course, my hobby came with me. But I really couldn't afford it anymore. So I sold everything that I had in 94 and just reestablished myself. And I never lost the passion to be engaged RC helicopters is something that I always wanted to do. And as soon as I found an opening, uh, I stepped back into it. And I've not stepped out yet. And have no intent to. Nice. I just looked up this, uh, this Cox Jeep. This is actually pretty cool. Yeah, I haven't heard of that. Yeah. There's a there's an eBay listing for like a buck seventy five for it. I'll put it nice. in the news announcements so you guys can see it. Yeah, yeah. Cox, uh, the those things had a little glow engine in them, mm-hmm. and uh, you put a little. It's a what did they call that? Um, you'd put this. It's it's like a glow starter, and you the put little, it on the little C clip glow starter. Right. Have, right. Yeah. And you'd put it on the head. And you had this pull rope, and you'd, you'd you know, fill it up, mm-hmm. and you'd prime yeah. it, and you'd pull that pull rope until it started up. And uh, they were a blast. And then what? You just let it go? <laughs> like, just... Eh, well, the Jeep, we just let it go. Yeah. But on the, the airplane, that was control line. Yeah, I remember that. And remember so the control line, line, I used to fly it in front of my yeah. house in San Antonio, Texas. <laughs> Circles? Yeah, nice. just in a circle. But, I mean, that really is what got me started. That that was, I had a lot of fun back then. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I, I remember the dune buggy they had that was, hmm? yep. I don't know if Cox made it, but it was the same, like, same the, the little point zero whatever, 4.9 motor in it. And, uh, eBay, eBay got them yeah. all for sale. <laughs> Did they? No, yeah. I, remember, see, I remember one of my friend's. When I was really young, his older brother had it, and it was always on a shelf, and I always saw it, and I was like, oh, man, we got to get that thing going, and right. never yeah. ran it. Like, I think that was one where you staked it in the ground, and it just went around in a circle uh-huh. type of thing. I don't know, though, because we never rode it. We never <laughs> had it going. <laughs> well, it could be yours for a buck twenty-five. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Right in uh, Ashland City, Tennessee. All right, cool. Nice. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so if you don't mind, do you mind sharing what you do for a living? I know you say you work outside. 
So for almost 28 years, I worked for a John Deere dif- distributor as a corporate service manager. Cool. Um, started out as a technician and <clears throat> worked my way through and, uh, you know, the climbing the ladder. Mm-hmm. And uh, after it was almost 28 years, as I don't know, the whole the whole thing about the dealership and, and, uh, it's just a lot of headache. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I mean, a tremendous amount of headache, the pressure. And I was having to put material together to teach classes and, and so it's just so time consuming. I just decided I wanted to do something different. Now, that's probably a little bit dangerous in itself, you know, but, uh, <laughs> so now yeah. I work on golf courses. So I work for Omni, Omni hotels and resorts. Oh, wow. Okay. Nice. Um, and I manage <clears throat> a, uh, four properties as far as, as far as all the golf course equipment. Yeah. Uh, the mowers and stuff. I, I manage all the cart barns and, fleet equipment uh okay so that's currently what i'm doing and i hope to be able to you know hang out for a few more years and think then give it up call it done right cool uh let's see also things that support your hobby are you sponsored i have been sponsored for quite a few years actually uh Starting out in 2007, uh, that was my first sponsorship, which was which was with Curtis. Um, of course, Curtis got out in 2015. Uh, I've been sponsored by Only Fine Hellies, uh, same as Andy. Mm-hmm. Uh, since since then, uh, I've been sponsored by MSH for a very short time. Uh, but no longer uh, sponsored by Synergy. And I, actually, I don't know if I still have a sponsorship there or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, things have just kind of died. So, right. Uh, but Only Fine Hellies really is my only sponsor at the time, mm-hmm. at this moment. Yeah, great. And Shannon's good people. Yeah, he really is. He, he pretty much lets us do whatever we want. Mm hmm. Um, so you mentioned you started with a sim. Do you still sim these days? Not as much as I used to. Uh, that's something that I have sort of gotten burned out on. In the very beginning, I simmed every single day. And, you know, I'm probably exaggerating when I say couple hours, but mm-hmm. I simmed as long as I could uh, every almost waking moment that I had. And so the sim is what really got me rolling and and learning. Yeah. Do you remember the sim you started with? Real flight, I imagine. Yeah, like three or three point five or something. Yeah. It was the it was the original. (laughs) And all I flew on it was airplanes in the very beginning. Yeah. It took me a long time to figure out how to fly helicopters. Maybe it was one. 
I'm trying to think because I had a, I got a sim around like 99, 98, 99. Was that the original real flight? I thought it was already like two or three by that point. It it might have been. Uh, it was pretty crude back in the day. Whenever I first started yeah. using it, I probably still have it here somewhere. Yeah, I know back in the mid-90s, there was a simulator. Uh, one of my dad's flying buddies had it, and talk about primitive. Holy cow, we have it good compared to then. Like a polygon flying in the air. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Running on, like, Windows 95. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, nowadays, when you do sim, what's your sim of choice? Uh, probably next. Okay. I don't do well. Real flight, they. Whenever you buy that, you typically buy it with the controller that's provided, right. or you use it with the controller that's provided. Um, at least that's what I did. Sure. And with Next, I just fly my own radio. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's talk about your helicopters. What do you have in your fleet? Get a rundown. Let's see. Well, I've got the. 580 that will soon be mm-hmm. I've got a 580 nitro that is uh, a raw cracking nitro to crack in nitro nice. um, I have a Soxo 7.1 oh nice yeah that's a that model's not given enough credit that's a, that's a really really nice model it flies well um, I've got an MSH 380. I've got, uh, that I fly still. I've got a logo 550 SE. Um, that has been my go-to model for single success pack. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just simple to take to the field and charge and go. Right. Um, and I have got several other models outside of that that are in different states. They're together. I just they're just not flying. SAB seven hundred, SAB five seventy. Both of them are the Freedom editions. Oh, nice! Oh, nice! Uh, and so I really don't like putting those in the air. I flew them quite a bit in the in the very beginning, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yeah, don't want don't, to crash one. Yeah, you don't want to screw yeah. up that that beautiful canopy. Um, right. Yeah, so right now that's about it. I do have fly barred models still. I've got the Rave 450s that are all I need to do is really finish them out. Um, but I've got that. And I've got the Rave 450 fly barless, of course. Mm-hmm. I do have a uh, ENV that I've been considering putting back together and building as a 90 nitro. Nice. Try to go back with some old school. Mm-hmm. I still right. got a bunch of parts for them, so. Why not then? Yeah. Awesome. Um kind of hinted about it that you have one of everything or multiple ones of everything but what's your supporting equipment so kind of like you walk us through your radio your your batteries <laughs> charger all that 
Yeah. Well, most people would laugh about this that know me. I'm sort okay. of a radio whore. Mm. <laughs> uh, I've got, I've got, of course, the the V control touch. Um, I've got a uh, an old JR radio that I don't use. Uh, I still it still works, uh, and it's set up on a, a T Rex six hundred nitro. But I haven't started that model up in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a 16IZ Fataba. Nice. Uh, and that flies my Soxo 7-1. And I have, a, uh, I have a radio out there I really don't want to talk about right now because it's too much money. Um, I have a DS-12 Jetty. Mm-hmm. Uh, the red one, which I wish I wouldn't have bought the red one. I wish it was a different, the carbon or something different besides red. What's you want to buy red? that? Huh? What's wrong with red? I don't know. I just <laughs> too, don't too care. Too flashy for, for you? I guess. <laughs> you want to trade for a BK uh, blue one? <laughs> What's that? I said you want to trade for a BK blue one? I have one of those. You have a BK blue one? Yeah. That's a 14, though. Yeah, that's Kenny's a 14. Kenny's got the 12. Oh. The color screen and all. Yeah, it's way better. <clears throat> I can't stop I thinking like about the, which radio the, you said cost too much. Huh? Yeah, me too. I, yeah. I said we what, can't 32? stop. You mentioned it. Is it a Futaba 32 or a... It might be. Is it a Jetty? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, I I have a friend that uh, we were talking about some things the other day, and and I mentioned to him that I have some stuff that he doesn't know about, and so uh, he's going to listen to this, and then he's going to call me a an idiot or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm afraid to pick one of those up because I'm afraid I would like it. Yeah, me too. Because I, I think it's a nice radio. Well, it's bigger than like the 16 IZ, right? Because the mm-hmm. aren't the switches yes. spaced out better, and the whole radio is just they are. bigger. Yeah, it would probably fit this, my hand well, and I would probably really like it, and then I'd that'd be in trouble. The 16 IZ is a, uh, it's really a a nice radio, uh, but to make it work with somebody that has big hands is. You have to do something different with the back switches, the back right. two corner switches. Right. Yep. And with me, what I did is I took a pair of needle nose and I mm-hmm. bent them backwards. Mm-hmm. And then I took, uh, I've got a piece of crap uh, Radio Master, uh, what is that, a 16? Yeah, TX16. TX16. Uh, it died on me, literally. Okay. So you harvest Battery it. was fully yeah. charged and. I went to go uh, turn it on and it's just dead. Wouldn't come on. Yeah. And so I robbed the nuts off of that one right there and I put them on the 16 IZ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her lower profile flatter. nut. Lower profile nut, yes. Yeah. And uh, so that helped out quite a bit and I've been using it ever since. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the whole purpose of flying the 16 IZ is to is really for the CGY 760. Right. Yeah. Yep. 
And before I do anything with the 32, I want to just get the feel of things and how it works. And mm-hmm. and I've had the 16 IC for a while now, ever, almost since they released them. Um, I haven't been in a big hurry to break the other one out yet, though. <laughs> you'll probably love it, and then that's the only one you'll want to use from here on. You know, it's interesting. There's a there's a gentleman here that does F3C, mm-hmm. and F3C is something that's always kind of been in the back of my mind that I'd like to do. Oh yeah, and I've never done it before. You should. You'd be uh, great at it. it. It's a it's a time component more than anything mm-hmm. for me, just yeah. having the time to really dedicate. But he helped me get it set up at the at the last Helis over Apache Pass, and. Um, we put it on one of his models, and he's got, on that one right there, I think it was the, I want to say it was the Wraith that he put it on, full fuse, and what he does with that radio is just impressive. Yeah. Now, there's, you know, most other radios are capable of doing the same thing. You just have to understand how to do it. Um but being able to move the whole pitch curve as a whole uh, with a single lever while you're in flight, and the sole reason is to increase or decrease because of wind. Mm-hmm. Uh, not ever take, not ever landing, and you know, not looking at your radio. You're just able to do that on the fly. Right. And he did it, and so that's pretty slick. Yeah, some of that stuff I don't think you can do with some other radios. You can do that top thing with Jetty, but I don't. You can. I don't You're think right. you can do that with V Control unless I'm bad mistaken. It's too much. It's like, I mean, well, maybe you could, but it'd be a lot of programming. There's people that's taken the V Control and went out there and and won that. So. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean it. I'm not saying you can't use it and, and fly well, but when you really want to get into those particular, like the delays between delays, the pitch um, curves yes. and stuff like that is where it falls a little bit short. And being able to move, like have your throttle curve, or your pitch mm-hmm. curve on a knob or a dial or a slider and be able to you know raise it up or down depending on the wind. Uh, stuff I'm, like I'm, that is... I'm is, sure you can do that with the touch. It does have dials, and you can program macros to do. Yeah, so you my guess could is, with is that. that you but can do it. I just don't know where you would start to figure it out. Right. Yeah, it'd be all macro cells basically. You'd have to assign the channels to a macro cell and then tell the channel to do whatever, you know, adjustments you're doing. Right. But if you had a like a seven point pitch curve, could you move the whole thing up or down with a a knob, or would you have to move each point somehow or another? See. I don't know that you can get more than five points on the V control. Yeah, I think you can only get five. Or even five. Could you move all five up or down uh, together? All. Maybe you can. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's a that's a good question. But anyway, the point is that the Futaba 32MZ is a, a very capable radio paired up it with is. 760. It is. I mean. It's, you know, yeah. one of the things that I've always been passionate about is just understanding radios in general, uh, no matter what the flavor of the radio was. Mm-hmm. Now, there's radios out there that uh, 
you know, like Arrow Panda, they sell more than just Jetty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even remember what the name of it is, but that's not something I would ever buy. Um, but all the common radios that that you see out there right now, most of them I can work my way through and get somebody set up. Nice. Um, but it's, you know, the amount of money I have spent in radios is ridiculous. Yeah. And flight control units. And that's another thing, you know, is it's uh, learning how to set things up all the different models or all the different brands is that's that's a little bit of a challenge of course and uh i do find myself the older i get the um i don't know that i'm quite as interested in learning all the different aspects of of different things now i'm probably more comfortable in in staying with one right now most of my friends that know me would tell me that i'm full of shit (laughs) (laughs) but yeah yeah but you haven't narrowed down the favorite yet you said earlier that you you still haven't decided which way to go or do you have a favorite picked out like your go-to system yeah right now helicopter today What's your go-to? My <laughs> seven hundred size is seven point one. The Soxos. No, I meant your radio no, stuff. The radio oh, stuff. radio. Your fly, your yeah, fly wireless. Uh, I need to learn a little bit more about it, but the CGY seven sixty is just a badass flight control unit. Yeah, that's what I hear. Yeah. I've I've. Uh, I've had it on a couple of models now and just recently got the uh, integration done mm-hmm. where I can actually make adjustments uh, just like you would a V-Control Touch or for the most part. Right. Uh, it's not as advanced as the V-Control is as, you know, start to finish kind of thing. Sure, yeah. Um, but that would be the one. Now, if you were to ask me what's my go-to, it would probably be a Neo just because it's just down and dirty. Yeah. Sample, yeah, quick, simple. Easy, set up go. and, and yeah. get it in the air and go out there and have fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and probably there's going to be some people that would argue this point. Um, you know, and, but they would probably, if I said that, I think the CGY 760 is a better flight control unit. Uh, they would probably figure out a reason why to, to argue with that or debate that. Sure. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't matter what you say. Yeah. Someone, sometimes me, will argue one way or the other just because. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I want to hear about some of the, the old time stuff with uh, Curtis. Um, yeah. He was before my admit- time, too. Yeah, you mentioned mm-hmm. flying with Curtis, Curtis Youngblood, yeah. in case anybody's been living under a rock and new to the hobby. And <laughs> Don't know who is, understand yeah. who that is. How in the world did you get hooked up with him and yeah. fly on his team? Well, um, I was, I got, I was, I, I was put on the team in 2007. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 
I was invited, which was even more awesome. Um, I knew some people that were already on the team. Actually, one of the guys that I fly with all the time, he was on the team. And so I really don't know how much uh, weight that had on it, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm sure that they gave me a good word. Um, but the, uh, I, do you know, do you guys remember Dan Wilkerson? Uh, I don't. Okay. So he was the, the techno guy behind CurtisYoungBud.com. Mm-hmm. He's the one that made things or that did things on the website. And, uh, anyway, they, we were at an event in Austin and Dan was telling me one day that, uh, I was out there flying, and do you remember Ron Lund? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Ron Lund walked up to me, and I was flying a a, a T-Rex 450 Flybard machine. Uh, now, it had been, you know, highly upgraded with uh, micro-heli parts to a gross extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Ron Lund walked up to me and, and, and I'd known him already for several years and Ron asked me, he said, Kenny, you ever autoed that? And, uh, I said, what? He said, you're 450. I said, no, sir. He said, come on, let's auto your 450. I said, no, you're, you're crazy. (laughs) I ain't doing it. He said, come on. So he talked me into it, and and I autoed that 450 uh, several times. And anyway, apparently I had an audience in the back. And uh, Dan was telling me that Curtis was watching that and had made the comment to Dan that he needed to get me on the team. Um, Now, of course, that was, you know, a long, long time ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, But... uh, I got on the team and and uh, I remember I went up to the farm. You, I don't have you ever heard about the farm? Mm-hmm. Heard about the farm? Yep. So I went to the farm. Uh, me and a buddy did, and uh, I walked in the door and uh, said, you know, our highs and all this other good stuff, and uh, welcome to the team. And you know, it was a lot of fun. And the first thing they had me do is sign an NDA mm-hmm. before I went any further. And uh, so that was pretty slick. I've never signed one of those before. And what was neat about that is we went in there and, you know, and it was just a house and, and Curtis and uh, his guys were in there doing their things. Uh they had models all over the place. Curtis had his his uh, stuff that he was working on. And anyway, we walked in there. And next thing I know, we're walking back outside. And Curtis starts flying the piss out of the, the stuff he's testing. And, you know, he was testing pipes. He was testing blades, uh, testing models. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... That is one of the most memorable moments that I I I can remember when it comes to Curtis. Um, just because, you know, Curtis was the guy. 
and walking into that for the first time, I mean, it was just awesome. It truly was. You said that. Um, Go go ahead. ahead. Um, You said this was uh, 2007? Yes. Roundabout. See, I'm not real familiar with the timeline of stuff because that was way before I got in the hobby. But I assume Curtis was already, was he still like, were they discovering new maneuvers and stuff that helis could do at that time? Or was it kind of already everything kind of had been done and he was just still flying or like, was he still pushing the boundaries of what was capable or was that earlier before then? Well, the flying style was different back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first time I ever met Curtis, uh, me and a buddy were going to Corpus, and this has to go back to like 2003, 2004 time frame. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, we went to Corpus, and it was the Ron Lund Fun Fly. Um, and uh, we're driving out to the field, and the field is in the shape of an L. Uh, and the pilots are split between two different sides. And so some are flying, you know, if you're looking at both sides, some flying to the left, some are flying to the right. And uh, it was an overcast day that day. And I remember looking up in the sky, and there is a Vigor 90. Do you remember that model? No. JR Vigor? Oh, yeah. I've heard of it, but I don't remember it. Well, this model looks like it's just sitting on a cloud of air in the sky. And uh, it is barely moving. I mean, barely. And uh, Curtis is doing one of his long auto rotations. And uh, so that was pretty slick to see that. But the flying back then, I mean, you know, guys did 3D, but it wasn't... uh, Forgive me, I don't mean this towards anybody, but it's just the the best way I know how to describe it that everybody can relate to. Stick banging. Right. Back then, it was about, you know, not about, but you were just flying, you're doing 3D, you're doing, you know, pirouetting flips. Uh, the... the As time progressed, the, the flying became more technical, more uh, uh, faster. Um, it was just different back then. If right. it, it's one of those, you know, I'm not really sure how to explain it, but it, it's definitely was, I, I would call it slowed down a little bit mm-hmm. compared to what you see. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of more like big air 3d versus Mac. you like, you know. Right, and that's where I started out as Big Air 3D, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what I still do is Big Air 3D. I I don't do the stuff that's close to the ground. It's cool that you've been able to kind of see that progression or that change yeah. over time because all of us, the rest of us here, since we've been in, I don't know if there's really been anything, any new maneuvers particularly or any really. Imperial TikToks, I think, would be the only thing. 
when I first started, yeah. I was like, oh, I've never heard that maneuver and never seen anyone do. And then really? the yeah. capability of the models, the flight control units has really added to the bottom line of what you're capable of doing on a model helicopter. Um, you know, then you're talking about paddles and paddles are still very capable and and they were still a lot of fun. And actually, to be quite honest with you, I think I could do a pirouetting flip better with a paddle than I could a flight control unit. Uh, and that was just because that's what I learned to do it on. Um, right. But yeah, it's it's uh, the flying is is different now than what it was. You still see some older guys that still do you know the old school stuff like I did, or like I do. Uh, smooth and big air. That's that's me. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It sounded like more smoothness and more control. No, I mean, they're in control when they're doing the smack stuff, but it seems when you slow things down and do more controlled and more sm smoother and big air, what it sounds like the guys were doing back then. Yeah, when uh, when Nick Maxwell was the team manager, uh, I was out there, me and a buddy, we were out there at the farm and we were flying with uh, Nick and with Curtis. And I asked Nick one day about my flying, if he was if he was to grade my flying, and how would he grade it? And his answer was different than what I expected. He didn't really give me any. Uh, he didn't tell me, you know, like, well, uh, if you're talking about a ten, you're a solid five. Uh, what he told me is is uh, focus on something different and I said what's that he said placement of the model uh, make it intentional and repeatable yeah if th does that make sense yeah absolutely yeah like you and can so do the maneuver is... but be able to do the maneuver in the exact same spot every time right is and so that's always been my focus ever since Nice. I'm never going to be this 3D king, uh, ever. Uh, I can hold my own weight where where it comes to flying. I'm not I'm not a bad pilot at all. Uh, but any time that you see me, it's you're going to see me up in the air. Typically, I mean, I'll come down to the ground and I'll get close to the pavement or cut some grass, you know. But you're not going to see me there on a regular basis. Yeah, you're not dragging a tail doing. No, 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 no. <laughs> that costs money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, that's cool. Uh, let's see here. Uh, events. I know you do one specifically, how he's over Apache Pass. Yes. Yeah. Can you talk about that? How uh, that came about? You know, how you got involved in everything? So before Apache Pass, there was uh, Austin Halifest. Uh, Joe Duran was the CD of that event. Uh, Joe, Joe Duran and myself were good friends. And I asked him one day if he would help me get my CD ticket because back then, I don't know, it was different. It was, it was, there was a formality you had to go through in order to be a CD, mm -hmm. um, which was you had to host two events and then you had to have somebody sign off on you. 
and then you could get your CD number. Uh, so I did that, and the very first year uh, when the Ice House event in Rockdale, Texas opened up, we were talking about having a heli event there. And uh, so Joe Duran was the CD for the helicopter side of Ice House. And uh, he had, Joe was a real busy guy. He had a lot of things going on. So the second year, uh, I asked to put together a helicopter event, if it'd be okay to do that. And they said yes. Uh, and that was the owners of the property. And then the group that I'm in for for the Ice House, uh, Fly Apache Pass. And so the Helis over Apache Pass is what I named it. And uh, I held the first event there, which we had almost 80 pilots. Wow. Nice. Wow. Because uh, the, the event field itself is massive. It's like a little mini Urcha. Nice. Just lots of open room. Um, and so I've been the CD for that event every year except for one. Uh, Joe, Joe wanted to be the CD event, uh, so I let him be the CD event one year. Uh, otherwise, I've been the CD for that event. Um, I think we're going on year number six now for Helis uh -huh. over Apache Pass. Uh, and it's on its way back up. We took a little bit of a downslide because of bad weather, bad time of the year to have an event. Uh, you know, that field, I mean, it can be dry as a powder house and you go out to that field and it's going to freaking rain. <laughs> or the wind's going to blow 30 miles an hour. Anyway, it's uh, uh, I've got some help now, uh, which is Richard Spiegel. You guys know him. Yep. Or at, at least you know him by podcast name. Yep. And uh, so Richard is now helping me with the event. So he's handling all of the social aspect of it because I suck when it comes to butt book, Facebook. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, that's where all the butts hang out at times. Or people can make a butt out of themselves mm -hmm. by saying too much, like I'm doing right now. <laughs> anyway, uh, Richard's good about social media stuff on Facebook, and I'm not very good at it. And so I'm the CD of the event still, and he handles the social aspect, and him and I work together to nice. uh, move the event along. Awesome. Very cool. What time of year did you say this event is? I used to have it in March. Uh, or the first week of April. Latter part of March, first week of April. Okay. And now it's uh, anywhere from the second to third week of May. Ah. And this, pat or this year, uh, we had like 34 pilots. Um out there which is is good because previous years we got rained out we had ice storms we had tornadoes wow uh just inundated with crappy weather 
and so the event's taken a little bit of a hit. And the past two years, it's now starting to get better and better because we moved the dates to May and got them out of the months that are known for crappy weather. Awesome. Yeah. I've always All heard right. it's a good event. Mm-hmm. It is. It's a lot of fun. This year, uh, we've had it's what they call the steakhouse, and the steakhouse is across the road from the event mm-hmm. uh, field. And well, they closed the steakhouse down because of COVID, which sucked. Mm-hmm. And so this year, uh, on Friday night or Friday afternoon, I cooked hamburgers for quite a few people. Uh, I wouldn't say all of the pilots that were there, but a good portion of them. And then Saturday, I cooked hamburgers for the entire field, which was almost, I cooked almost 40 hamburgers. Damn. Um, and we, we took care of it out of the funds from, uh, I think it's RJ Machine, which is they make piston rings and yeah, RMJ, uh, RJ, RMJ, RMJ. Yep. So they donated uh, a check for a hundred dollars, and they they sent it to me and put it in my name. Um, and so what we did is we took part of the the funds from RJ Emery. Machine and we went and bought hamburgers, and I did the cooking and the rest of it we put in the raffle. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, the hamburgers were great. <laughs> nice. Love me a good hamburger. All right. Um, shall we move it on to some podcast questions? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I got this first one, Steve. So you mentioned uh, Richard. Yes. And you're part of the, what is it, the Houdini RC or Houdini Heli podcast? Houdini RC Heli, yes. Give us an update. I'm afraid Houdini has disappeared, and I don't know where he went. (laughs) Well, Richard's schedule, I'm going to blame this on Richard for the most part. Well, of course, he's not here, so that's 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 on him. That's right, he's not here, so he's going to have to bear the weight of it on his shoulders. Uh uh, We did just cut one, by the way. Okay, nice. So he's working on the editing. Uh, But his schedule, man, is just all over the place. Yeah. He works at night. He he works for Samsung. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he works at night, and... 12-hour shifts, and uh, when he gets home, he sleeps during the day, mm-hmm. and so he's got this constant, uh, you know, he's got a, I forget what they call it, um, where you have to, so you work your week, your three days, your four days, whatever it is, right? and then you have to get out of that cycle so that way you, you're up during the day. Mm-hmm. And then the day Ooh, that's gotta be that just sounds awful. The day before yeah, you go like back to work, torturous every yeah. week. The, the day before you go back to work, you have to stay up that night. Yeah, and force yourself to then get on a different cycle. Right, so you can get crazy. back into the. It just sucks, and yeah, so been there, done it. 
Yeah, I, I did third shift before. Well, it was like 6 p.m. to 3 in the morning. And that was like the extent of it. But I just, I just woke up late and stayed up later. Like I didn't, I, you know, that was my schedule. To do this, to have to switch like your, your internal clock. Yeah. Like this, it's got to, oh like man, that's got to. Twice kill. a week. That's yeah. crazy. I mean, it's even it's worse with 16 hours. It's literally jet lag twice a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it is, you know, it takes its toll on, on him because he yeah, just, I'm sure. he's got to wow. get some rest or he's got to force himself to stay up. And then when he's forcing himself to stay up, you basically got, you know, one full day that's just shot because your system yeah. is mm-hmm. trying to go in and out of this schedule. That sounds awful. Yeah, I mean, would it just be worth for him to just stay in that, you know, in the night, night mode? Yeah, I guess he'd be. That's what I would think. <laughs> Probably, but then, well, I mean, he doesn't really get out to fly with us that much. He's uh, he's a little bit of an odd duck at times. Mm-hmm. And, but anyway, it's the the big thing is is just getting our schedules on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. So with me, I get up at usually around three forty-five to four o'clock in the morning, which sucks. Mm-hmm. Ooh, uh, this is probably bedtime for you already. That's early. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember I told you I get up stupid early in the morning, so nine o'clock would be awesome. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So it, it by the time I get home in the evening. It's you know it's just been a long day and I'm a little bit on the tired side just like I am right now. Yeah. Um, but for him and I to put our schedules together is just it's tough. Yeah, and some of it is you know being completely honest here is probably just a little bit on the lazy side mm-hmm. that we didn't work harder to get it together. That's uh, hard though. Uh, yeah, I'm not getting paid to do this either, so it's like yeah, there's there's no money in it. I mean, we enjoy doing the podcast, uh, and I don't know. I know that you guys have uh, at times more structured, and with us, we kind of just hip shot it a lot. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's it's fun to do. It's. Uh, I used I didn't do it a whole lot, but I helped uh, Chris Boltinghouse. You remember him? Mm-hmm. I don't remember him, no. No, I don't recall. Okay. Well, okay. he's like one of the original podcasters. RC Today Show. Okay. Yeah. I remember RC Today, yeah. Yeah. So that's Chris Boltinghouse. He owned that one. Uh, or still does, for that matter. Was that the video one? There was one that I used to watch, actually, from some guy's basement. No, what that was not that? a video. Oh, man. I got to try and find the name of that. I thought that was RC Today. I thought that was Old Man Metal. <laughs> <laughs> he was from his garage. Yeah. Anyway, uh... So there, there's a couple of podcasts out there where uh, Curtis and and I and Chris and we're on the podcast at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah, and you know Chris is still a local around here. Uh, he 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 doesn't live as close as he used to, but he's still considered a local. And so 
if if you have a chance to go back and listen to the RC Today show, that's it's there. They've got a lot of good ones out there. Him and uh, Chris was the original one, and then uh, Bobby Barr joined in uh, shortly thereafter. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember him or not. He was part of the RC Today show podcast as well. Yeah, yeah, I've heard a lot of. <clears throat> heard a lot about that show, but I've never actually listened. Maybe you should go back and check it out. Yeah, you should. At least a couple. Right. So, anyway, uh, we're trying... We've talked about it quite a bit, and we're trying to get a little bit more organized as far as getting a podcast cut and and turned out. Yeah, and, you know the the other thing is is right now, uh, Richard is doing all of the editing mm-hmm. afterwards. I guess that'd be called post production, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, so he's doing all of that, and that's not to say that I'm not willing to help, but uh, I think before he before he does any of that, he just wants to understand what it is that he's doing and make sure he's got, you know, the science down. I guess right. All right, cool. All right. Um, yeah. So what kind of got you into the podcasting? Like, did Rich just ask you to join? Like, kind of how did that come about? Richard had talked to me about it uh, back when he first started having the idea of doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... So he also knew that I'd been on the show with Chris Boltinghouse a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he he mentioned it to me, and I told him if he needed a co-host that I would uh, love to be considered for that. And um, anyway, that's I, I just asked him. We were talking about it one day. Actually, I didn't ask him. I just mentioned it to him. If he wanted somebody to be on the podcast with him, let me know, and I'd love to be on it. So that's what got me into it. Awesome. I remember the first time I ever did a podcast with Chris Boltinghouse. Uh, I was pretty nervous about that one. Mm -hmm. You know, not sure what to say and that kind of stuff. I remember... Uh, we were at Urcha, and Steve, I don't remember how long that you had been in in this, but you recruited Andy, and Andy was like brand new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like three weeks in or something. Yeah, super nervous. And you came into Shannon's <laughs> tent, and I'm remember. sitting there. Still have nightmares of that day. <laughs> yeah, we had Kevin's little mic thing. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, we're recording live. Uh, interviews with mm-hmm. people. yeah i remember right that. and so anyway we were yeah that was a lot of fun but i remember that because andy was nervous then oh he was so nervous i so love that <laughs> i put him on the spot <laughs> so nervous <laughs> yeah if you want to have fun at my expense go listen to that live virtual records <laughs> and you can hear what nervous yeah, andy was... sounds like <laughs> i'm gonna check that out right now that was uh, my wife that she came to that event. Mm-hmm. That, I remember. That's the only time that my wife has ever gone to an event with me. Oh, really? Ever. Oh, wow. Like, ever. Wow. You you guys flew out, right? 
Yes. Like you and Richard and um, me, Sloan Richard and, Sloan, yeah. and my wife. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I remember that. That was two thousand eighteen, nineteen, eighteen, probably. No. Let's see. Seventeen, eighteen, somewhere around. No, there. it was. I was. I think it was nineteen. Maybe it was nineteen. I think it was nineteen. No, I think nineteen's the year Kevin came. So this was probably eighteen. Oh, okay. It was yes. Because I started I, yeah, in like eighteen, uh, maybe. For that yeah. matter, uh, the <clears throat> three of you were under Shannon's tent. Mm-hmm. We were all standing there. I was helping Sloan with a model, mm-hmm. and the three of you guys were talking uh, to um, Alex Rose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Remember that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you were building a Kraken, I believe, at the I event. I was building a Kraken. You're yep, right. Yep. yep, I remember that, too. Awesome. Nice. Okay. Um, I kind of feel bad. I don't want to hold you up any longer than you have oh, to be. You're fine. Uh, all right. Shall we move on to top ten, then? Yeah, maybe or we do, do the top questions? ten and then let, yeah. let Kenny go. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. All right. I'm going to sit out for these top 10 questions. Can you guys take it? Yep. yep. All right. So let's do the top 10 shotgun round. All right. I'm going first, Kevin. I'm going third, Ian. Oh, man. I guess I'll go second. <laughs> All right. First question, Kenny. Is quick questions, quick answers. Pinch or thumb? Pinch. All right, nitro or electric? Nitro by heart, but electric. Okay. Yeah, uh, that one works. So, five hundred below or five fifty and larger? Five fifty and larger. Okay. When was the last time you flew a fly bar? We kind of already talked about this. Yeah, that was probably. Four to five years ago. All right. I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this one, but sport or 3D? 3D. Okay. Nice. Strap or strapless? Strap. Coreless or brushless servos? Do you have a preference? Brushless. Yeah. All right. Uh, fuselage style or pod and boom? Pod and boom. Nice. Okay. Low or high head speed? High. Okay. Wow, that's surprising. That yeah. is surprising. All right. Big events like Urcha or small events? Big. All right. Cool. Nobody okay. chooses big events. No. I was going to say the same thing. That was That's surprising. cool. I like big events, too. I like them both, actually. <laughs> I, I like yeah. them both, but they, they both have merits. But the small events I can go do every weekend. Yeah, that's that's true. Big, big events, events I get to go see people. Yeah. All right. That's where everybody comes together. That has been the top ten shotgun round. Nice. 
Good job, guys. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, no, you're gonna probably have to wake up in like five hours. So Kenny, we want to let you go. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate the time. Uh, you yeah, took. it's and been great. Just enlightening us of your history and your experiences is great. Yeah, well, I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, you know, anytime. Uh, yeah, anytime. I always enjoy talking to Kenny. He's a, a wealth of knowledge. Sure. If it's been yeah, done, he's, he's probably done it. Well, I don't know if you have my phone number anymore or not. Maybe I do. <laughs> he was about to call you out right there. You know that, right? Yeah, I called myself out. Because the last time I spoke to him, I had a company phone. Oh, yeah, maybe. Phone anymore. Oh, yeah, and that, that reminded me. I, I got, uh, you know anything about a 6140R? I got some questions maybe I'll talk to you later about. You remember those? 6140R. 60, yeah. You don't even remember. It's been so long since you worked on a tractor. You probably don't remember all the new oh, ones. Oh, okay. John Deere. 6140R. Yep. I, I, I've been in helicopter mode, man. I wasn't in <laughs> tractor mode. <laughs> all right. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, is that uh, an old gyro? No. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, I was trying to think, is that a gyro or a servo? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. Is there, you want to give any contact info if somebody wants to reach out or has a question or. If anybody has any questions, you want to reach out to me, rcnuts at gmail.com. All right. Okay. Yeah. Awesome email. And that is, you know, outside of my cell phone. And if anybody wants my cell phone, that's, I'm fine with that too. Okay. Cool. I will send you a uh, phone number here shortly, Mm -hmm. Andy. All right. Uh, Steve, did I give that to you the other day? No, I don't think okay. so. I, I'll send it to you. Okay. Yeah, awesome. if you guys want it, absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm going to probably hit you up, at least text you or call you about the fly bar setup, just so I make sure I'm doing it right. <laughs> Sounds good, my friend. <laughs> it's been a pleasure, Kenny. We really appreciate it. It has been a pleasure. It's great meeting you. Thanks for having me on. We'll be looking Thank forward you, to that next Houdini episode. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Take care. Later. All right. That was great. Yeah, Kenny's Uh, he's the best. Like he's just such a such a cool down to earth guy and such a wealth of knowledge. He's been in the hobby. He's he's done it all. He's he's just he's a cool guy for sure. Yep. Awesome. All right. Let's see. Do we have what's next here? Tech tip? No. No, what no, the hell, man? Up. What? The okay. hell, man? All right. Let's oh move it on to, uh, what is it, Andy's Snack Tips? What's it called? Well, first we got to hear what Kevin's been watching. Ah, yes. Kevin's um, watching first, yes. Dude, I've been watching that show Andy told me to watch. Um, oh, you like that? For All Mankind. Yeah. It's actually very well done. It's pretty very good. Very cool premise. And I did I talk about this all the new Doctor Strange? Finally saw that. Ooh, no, I cool. And I, I, I really, I don't know. I read reviews after that came out that it got slammed, and I was like, okay, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. I really mm-hmm. liked that movie. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I'm cool. a huge Fantastic Four fan, and I'm not a fan of any of the movies because none of them have done, yeah, they all done justice. Suck. <laughs> terrible, yeah. Except for maybe the first. The one first was, one was uh, okay for its time. I mean, you got to remember yeah. this was yeah. a long time ago. 
That one they tried to redo um, here recently, but that was bad. So that bad. was directed by three different people. So, the, of course, it was so a bad. pile of shit, dude. <laughs> Probably edited by another three different people, too. But, but uh, it was cool to see um, the guy from The Office, John John mm-hmm. Rosinski or whatever. Rosinski. As, as, uh, yeah, yeah, as Reed Richards. Because that, that had been like leaked out mm-hmm. that fans wanted him to be. Uh, and it was cool to see him, even though it was a different universe. I'm waiting for my all-time favorite supervillain, Dr. Doom, to show up mm-hmm. sometime. Like... Dude, I was like, I bought every comic book when I was like 20, 21 years old mm-hmm. that had Dr. Doom in it. I got so many, like, that's what, like, that's what really led me down the Fantastic Four path because he was their, like, nemesis. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Right, cool. um, Maybe they'll do I a movie. that film. With them. Yeah. I, I hear, so we'll see. Yeah. Hopefully. All right. I've so, Andy, what? Yeah. What do you watch? What do you What do you eat for those? For what do you eat when you're watching for all mankind? Well, um, I don't know. Jelly beans, probably. Jelly beans, taffy of some sort. But yeah, you got to eat something from person. the '60s, don't you? Hmm. you? Have to eat like a '60s. Oh candy. yeah, that's true. Like good and plenty or something. Well, okay. Um, no, Andy's. What are you calling this stupid thing? Andy's snack, snack box. box. Okay. Yeah, we got Kevin's video picks and Andy's, Andy's snack, snack box. box focuses on <laughs> snacks that you eat while you're driving to a fun fly, or oh, okay. you store them in your car to eat at a fun fly when you're too lazy to go out and get something. So this week we have Lay's stacks. Hmm. You guys know what Pringles are. These yeah, are right. like Pringles in that they come in a can. And they're shaped the same, but they don't suck like Pringles do. These are actually good. <laughs> they're called Lay's Stacks, S-T-A-X. They're $1.48 at Walmart per can. They have a multitude of different uh, flavors, but cheddar is by far my favorite. The They say a serving is 12 chips. Yeah, right. <laughs> which would be 140 calories, eight grams of fat, 2.5 grams of saturated fat. They're not too bad on sodium, 210 milligrams, uh, 17 grams of carbohydrates. Uh, but I really enjoy these. They come in a can, a plastic can, sort of the size shape of a Pringles can or a, a bigger than a Pringles a, can. It's it maybe a little bigger. It's kind of oval shaped, um, but it's, what's good about this, you can throw them in your bag or throw them in your car and they don't get all squished like regular potato chips in a bag. Yep. So Less I, air. I enjoy them. So. Yep. yep. Cool. Okay. Very cool. I'm glad that you gave us the disclaimer last week though, Andy, that none of these recommendations are going to be good for you. They're no, all going to be horrible. It's going to be completely terrible. Because I was thinking, if you're trying, as I was to... listening, <laughs> I was like thinking of what I usually bring, and I, I'll bring like pretzels, something that I can eat a bunch of. Psh, yeah, and carrots, I won't, I won't psh, be like apples, pretzels. Psh. 
That's for bunny rabbits. <laughs> he goes to Wawa or Quick Check and actually looks at like the open refrigerator aisle that has like that oval where you can walk around mm-hmm. and has like the salads and like yeah. hard boiled eggs and stuff and pre made sandwiches. Uh-huh. Hard boiled eggs are good. I'll get those. Not listen to any. <laughs> you're riding a bicycle to work. You, you don't what get What happened, to, Kevin? This is old man Meadows now riding a bicycle in a helmet. No, dude. Eating carrot yeah. sticks and I, I stopped drinking. Well, you I'm going to start drinking. drinking. Oh, I stopped drinking the last year that I was here. Yeah. How do you think I lost all that weight? (laughs) I thought you just hung out outside more and sweated more. Shit. No, I've been. (laughs) He went to Florida, so he sweated more. (laughs) My kids, uh, my kids work in treatment, so I didn't want to be like all sloshy drunk around the house. Yeah. Oh yeah, shit. But now that they're almost Uh, out, he's gonna start again. Yeah, I already got some hard seltzer in the fridge. He's like, (laughs) you. You get out of this house, but this weekend get all your shit. That's I'm why bringing he in wants the liquor out right away. Yeah, it's not because he wants to start <laughs> no. flooring. He wants to start getting drunk again. I yeah. started making ice. I got ice coming out of my <laughs> ice like yes. falling out of the uh, freezer. I, I do need to talk to you about like, you know, easing the back into alcohol, alcohol, and you're now mm-hmm. like, I'm hard salsa in the fridge. I, I yeah. I had it at a party while I was in Jersey, and it was pretty damn good. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to pick up some of that. Um, oh, there's various levels to my alcoholic dementia. So I know you got to ease back into it, right? Yeah. You, you, you cut yourself yeah. cold turkey. You've got to kind of ease back into it. He'll be back to a full bottle of Kettle One. And okay. So, I mean, his Kettle One sponsors are kind of questioning his you know, yeah. loyalty yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, my dedication. Uh, give it a month. <laughs> man. I can get it. Uh, I was going to say, are you going to be uh, sloppy drunk on uh, Discord again one of these weekends or what? Yeah, we missed that. That's, a, that's the real reason why I stopped going to Discord. No. <laughs> I was never sloppy drunk. No. There are sometimes you got. No, you didn't get sloppy drunk. Jeff got sloppy drunk, but that's a different game. Different thing. Yeah. Anyways, okay. Sloppy in general. Mm. All right. Cool. So. Go watch that show and go have some lazy snacks. All right, let's move to news and announcements. All right, let's do some news and announcements. Okay, what do we have here? All right, whether you agree with the AMA, the Academy of Model Aeronautics, whether you hate them, whatever, if you go to events, you must have a membership. It's just the way it is, like it or not. And during the June 26, 2020 Executive Council meeting, it was decided to increase the price of membership. Since the last dues were established in 2015 and there has been a 23.32% rise in inflation. That seems high, but okay. Yeah. Uh, the executive well, in the last council, seven years, they're counting. Yeah. Um, the exec- Executive Council unanimously or unanimous in its decision to increase dues. Oh, what a shock, but work to keep the increase to roughly half the rate of inflation. So basically if starting September 1st, 2020 adult memberships will be $85 and senior memberships will be $75 and they offer a two year discount and a new significant three year discount. And they say they will share more details about discounts and rates as we approach September 1st. In the meantime, we encourage you to renew before the rates go up. So basically, this is in the news because 
you can renew now for another two or possibly three years and pay the rate before it goes up. But it must not go up much because I thought it was more than that already. That's how much yeah. I don't pay attention. Uh, <laughs> it's like two years, click. Yeah. yeah, yeah, me too. I buy the two years every year, every other year. Yeah. Um, now, now one thing that I'm, I want to bring back, I guess, for the old folks that uh, were AMA members way before us, mm-hmm. or even in the hobby, is that the the price was like pretty stable for for many, 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 many years. Like. Okay. Like twenty years or plus, it never changed. Must and have then, been pretty it, low, like fifty bucks or something. It was fifty bucks, yes. And then in twenty fifteen, or whenever it. they raised it to seventy five bucks, which okay. is where it's been for the last couple of years. So raising another ten bucks is, I mean, ten bucks since twenty fifteen. Yeah, that's yes, more than fair, fair. If you, it's completely ask fair. Me. Yeah. And eighty five dollars really isn't that much, and it's probably it's going to be less than that if you do two years or three years. Two years usually saves you like ten or twenty bucks, so three years will probably be you know fifteen to thirty yeah, twenty five so, bucks. So it'll be net zero. Difference. Like I yeah. said, some of our listeners probably disagree with most of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Some don't. I'm kind of in between. Right? I think they're doing. I think they do good things. Um, but like I said, if you wanted to go to an event, and almost all the events we go to are sanctioned by the AMA, mm-hmm. and yep. the events require you to have AMA so that you have the insurance and whatnot. Um, yep. You just got to have it. So it's just part of being in a hobby. Yeah. So mm-hmm. renew before it goes up if that's important to you. Also, part part of the thing that um, we often forget about events is um, the events are not just insurance and AMA doesn't just cover insurance, but technically like to hold an event, you need a contest director. And I know we call it just CDs, but like, mm-hmm. Technically, we're contest directors. We can right. host a contest. Mm-hmm. We can host a competition and have payouts or have, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, rewards, right? Or, you know, so that's where I think having that AMA membership was like a, a really big thing. Like, you can't go to an event and compete if you're not AMA, right? right? You can't compete under their umbrella. So, so that was the thing. But nowadays, like, it's like, I don't know. I mean, people don't even pay the registration half the time, you know, they, they like, whatever i don't know what yeah, you, they steal the registration they're shitheads yeah whatever you call them you know they just come and fly it and bounce and you know they I'm, I'm sure those folks don't have AMA. probably not you know if they can't even afford 40 or 30 dollars to the club that you know mm-hmm. is hosting so yeah anyways neither that's not the episode we're talking about here but that's cool though they made the announcement i wish i wish they made it a little bit more publicly but i didn't hear about this until you brought it up yeah, maybe um, spread the word yeah. Faithful listeners to Free Fall RC Podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All three of you, spread the word. Yes, please. <laughs> you got that, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> Not you, Kevin, touching it. Kevin. The, the, our other listener. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What else we got here? All right. We finally have some news about the Raw 420. The yeah. SAB Raw 420, or um, it's different than I didn't realize it was a direct drive. So we have a direct drive motor. Yeah. Uh, How big a, is that motor? With a one way bearing incorporated into the motor. That has a 10 millimeter one way bearing. So. And okay. I guess it's belt drive to the tail. So there's mm-hmm. a, a pulley for the belt. Yeah. It looks like a blown up version of a fireball. 
transmission, you know. With a raw style aluminum boom and a canopy that's permanent or is it yes. removable? Permanent with, I guess it has the door flap thingy. No door. No door? No, it's just an it's opening. Just in the open front. in the front. Okay. You can pull the battery right out from a. It's a. It's like a hook battery tray. Latch okay, there. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, you, you turn the latch, it just coughs it right out. Yeah, it like keeps it out. <laughs> the the other thing that's interesting, and I meant to look this up, but it's Zytel, Z Y T E L, H T E N yeah. resin blade grip arms, and that is a sacrificial part in the event of a crash. Do we know what type of material that is? I mean, it's some sort of plastic um, or composite, but I didn't. I meant to look that up. Some it's a DuPont nylon Zytel material. DuPont makes it. Okay, so it's like a nylon. A nylon resin. Um, from what mm-hmm. I'm looking under you, you know, their DuPont site. Um, advantages: insulated, electrical resistance, heat resistance, chemical resistance, strength, stiffness, dimensional stability, easy to process strength. Uh, fatigue mm. resistant. Um, it's used for all different sorts of electrical, automotive. So, so yeah, basically, everything. it's a strong plastic. Very, very strong plastic. Blade grip arm that will break in a crash and save your servos and probably your links. Maybe. Yeah. So all I think right. it's like a very stiff plastic that mm-hmm. will like on you know when you crash. But yeah. I always find the, the even the metal ones are always sacrificial. Like yeah, they always. But right, ma- maybe these will be cheaper, possibly. I doubt it. I doubt it, too, because I know... I don't know if this is the Zytel material, but I know there was a, a different, let's just say, a different main gear that a company was trying out on a helicopter, mm-hmm. and they were using these weird material that's, like, milled out. And mm-hmm. It's plastic. Um, it's usually, like, a whitish-yellow plastic. Mm-hmm. Delrin? No, it's not Delrin. It's different than Delrin. It's uh, it's actually supposed to be stronger than Delrin, and that's why these companies are trying it out because they were stripping main gears. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say the company, so whatever. But yeah, in any case, I thought it was something similar to this, but this is black, so I'm curious if this is a completely different material. Mm-hmm. Might be. Yeah, interesting though, right? As we get better with our plastics yeah. and you know man-made materials like this, like sure, I'm, it's cool if they can apply to the helicopters and. I mean, hopefully make it cheaper, or maybe, maybe make it like two sets in a in a fifteen dollar package. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. So that <laughs> uh, comes with new S blades. They have the S four twenty and the S seventy for the tails. It's yellow with a little bit of blue trim. Yep, a little blue black. And. Hmm. Okay, here's another cool thing. Carbon molded boom with matching graphic scheme as an optional extra is also available. Yes. So you can have the the raw style with the aluminum boom, or you can put the carbon boom on. It'll look more like a traditional goblin style. That's kind of yeah, cool. So it's kind of like a Kraken and a raw had a baby and produced a little goblin for that has a, <laughs> That's pretty know, neat. I mean, that's a, a, a megaphone boom. I, I like yeah. that it's optional, so you can have it yes. either way. That's cool. Yes. They're this saying. Is, I'm sure some folks, the visibility of that carbon motor boom yeah, is going to be way better. Like that way it's better. bigger. Mm-hmm. It's bigger. Like it's thicker, you know, like mm-hmm. than, a, than a rod, right? Like a, a tube, tubular boom. 
more contrast uh, I mean, for me. I mean, I'm not going to be able to see that little boom, but that does look pretty freaking sweet. Yeah, I'm excited about um, that. Some of the specs, they're saying 1,000 grams with motor and blades. Uh, main rotor diameter, 935 millimeters with the 420 blades. Uh, run 380 to 420 blades. Um, 60 to 70 millimeter tails. Micro size uh, servos, cyclic servos. Mini size uh, tail servo. Um, recommended batteries of 6S2200 to 2700 milliamp hour. Recommended battery weight approximately 350 to 420 grams. That's important for CG. 60 yep. to 80 amp ESC. Tail ratio 4 to 1. Uh, 8 millimeter diameter main shaft and a 5 millimeter diameter tail shaft. I'm, um, I'm curious. I'm curious about this motor, actually. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, it's kind of neat that they're doing the direct drive thing in a heli this size. Um, do you know if they're going to have different motor KVs available for different head speed ranges, or is it just kind of run with what right. you got? I almost wanted to say that it's going to be run what you got, especially yeah. with that tail ratio being four to one. Um, right. I feel like it's going to be a high spinning head, you yeah. know, TV motor. Set up for high head speed top stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing that they mentioned, you know, so that's kind of low, bracket, four to one. Right. That's what I'm thinking. This is going to scream. And the, the test video that, you know, uh, whoever the test pilot was that they leaked out, mm-hmm. um, you know, that the thing was like, like it was screaming. <laughs> it sounded yeah. like a bigger fireball, right? Um, yeah, the the one thing I'm just you know it does say that it comes with the competition version included in the kit. Um, I don't know. Does that mean there's a normal non-competition version you can buy? Maybe there is. Maybe it has a lower KV. KV. But right, then you're back to what you just said about the tail, which I didn't even pay attention to when I yeah. was as I was reading it. Four yeah. to one, we're getting back close to the align ratio. That's kind of you know. Sucks. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, maybe they'll have a way to speed that up, possibly. And, and knowing knowing them, they probably will have some optional tail gear ratios. You know, mm-hmm. it's easy for them to to mill out some new ones. And, um, yeah, I'm sure there's enough belt spacing and you know room for them to run a bigger pulley or a smaller pulley. Which so, uh, we don't have any pricing info yet. I think no, it's supposed to be available the end of this month. Is that right? end of august that's that's the projected as end of july is the release date or uh, that's when they'll give you like the release date with the pro- you know august you mean oh yeah august yeah, sorry. yeah. all right i'm kind of out and i mentioned this i don't know if i've mentioned it before i don't think i was here when you, you guys the first initially announced the 420 but I was when I heard about this, I was really bummed that this wasn't going to be a 500. Me too. Yeah. I, I'm I, SAB really needs a 500, something that would spin like 480 to 520 blades or 525 or something. Yep, I agree. That's a size that there's not a ton of options out right now that I'm mm-hmm. aware of. And I feel like they're really missing out by not having that cuz the 5 
the the Goblin Five Hundred's been discontinued for it feels like years now. It is, yeah. The Sport Line's definitely been two years now, I yeah. think, or a year and a half. Um, yeah. Nonetheless, they they definitely, I think, in my opinion, need a a true five hundred, not just like mm-hmm. you know a line five hundred, which runs four twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I'm saying something up to like five twenty, five twenty. Yeah. Five right. five sixty somewhere around in there. You know, one of the things I thought about was like, oh well, can I just stretch this? Right, it's a it's a it's a five you know it's a four twenty. Can I just get a five hundred, you know, tail uh, what do you call it tail well, belt and you, longer boom? Well, the problem is you're locked in with that motor KV. Like you can't no, change the that. gearing options and stuff. Even more to that though, I think the blade grips are too small. I don't think they can support the bigger 500 size blades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're probably right because they're saying 380 to 420, which means it's probably the, the 380 grips, which the, only that size works. where you're never going to find blade except <laughs> these are going to be the only blades that fit. Oh man! Right? I mean, so there's yeah. Now, is it the same main shaft size as like the the OG like 380? Uh, eight millimeter, I guess. Oh, yeah, I think man. so. I think that the old ones are eight millimeter. Might be able to smaller. Three blade head on it. So okay, why? Yeah, that, um, that still doesn't solve. Like I wanted a five hundred, not a four twenty. You know, or three. No, just, there's other options for it. I mean, you know, you know, that's what exactly what I'll do to it. Okay. Knock yourself okay. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure the, the Goblin 380, the KC parts will fit right on it, like the the swash and the head. Yeah. I think that I think it is. I, I want to say it's eight millimeter. I don't think the Goblin 380 is smaller than that. It's probably. Are you getting eight. one, Andy? No. I can't see Andy. I don't think this, this is for me. Uh, Honestly. So it'll be interesting to see. Um. You know, I do like just that they're, because, they're going to Well, let me say, thing. Kevin, just because this is not for me doesn't mean that I don't appreciate them coming, trying new things like this direct drive thing that has a one wheel bearing in the motor. I mean, that yeah. it's it's different. So let's see how it works. It might be really cool. And if you have different motor KVs so that you can have different RPM ranges, that's even better. Not everybody wants to run and screaming hot all the time. Dude, I. Didn't say anything. <laughs> what? Well, I'm just I'm just giving my opinion. Uh-huh. It's probably uh-huh. not for me, but not everything's for me. This is it, interesting now. Uh, I'm just curious because, like, in the picture, the motor looks very thin, like not tall. So the state looks very narrow. Right. And I'm it sure it like is. Big, yeah, like, like well, ring gear size. <laughs> it's um, it's like you know, it's a. Big diameter but smaller um, yeah. height, so that you yeah. get it in there like a main. Pro- it probably has too. to be done that to get the proper KV. It's like your pancake motors on your quads. You know, you can right by going with a bigger diameter, you can get more poles and you can get different things. It's not necessarily for the power; it's more to get the the proper speeding or proper yeah. speed, proper so, modulation. Yeah, the proper modulation. <laughs> And then because this thing has a one-way bearing, so like autos and things like that, 
should be capable, right? I mean, I, I, I guess I don't know. Maybe I mean I I can't tell from this picture exactly how the tail drive works. Yeah, so, from what I'm guessing, we'll it looks like like the exactly like the fireball, except that because it has a one way bearing, that that head and tail mm -hmm. are locked together and can move. Okay, um, you know, isolating from the motor. Um, now I I do have some thoughts on on a direct drive with a one way bearing. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, one way bearings are, in my opinion, are they last long, but they're still wearable items mm -hmm. on a helicopter. So after, you know, 100, 200 flights, do you need to disassemble this motor and press out a, a bearing? That would yeah. suck. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's no different than putting bearings attitude. in your motor, though, would it? I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, usually if it's like a Sprague bearing, it's going to be a tall, like, it, I'm sure that the the mm -hmm. stator, the center of the stator is the whole one-way bearing. Probably. So you got to take the, the stator out, take everything apart, and then push that. I mean, I yeah, guess, but that's yeah. not a big deal. Yeah. It might be for some who don't have an arbor press or don't like to take apart motors or get too deep into the things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Whatever. We'll Maybe. see. It's all speculation. Um, we don't yeah, know. it says here on their Facebook post, the planned release is scheduled for mid-August, which that's in three days, so... You better hurry Mid August. Up. Mid August. We're in July, dude. We're in July. We're in July. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you said August. I was like, I thought it was. I thought we were in July. August. Aren't you supposed oh, to man. know what days are? Uh, no, damn, I don't know what. I don't. Farmer's almanac. I don't know what day it is. Ohio heli throwdown. I'm gonna have to buy you an almanac. I don't know what day it is. I don't know where I am. <laughs> okay. Um, I All right. So next month. Yes. Next one. All right. uh, I do have a question. So do you align 500 that run 425 blades? Did they, they run they micro fit. servos? Um, they ran minis, no, right? they ran minis. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. So even if we were to get a blade that fit. The blades won't fit either. The old... I know, but even if someone made blades that fit, I don't think micros would be good for no. I mean, there's probably blade. servos have, are super badass nowadays. So, yeah, it yeah. probably work, but... I this is probably this is not going to be something to stretch. It's going to be to run oh. it like it is. Yeah, I think so too. It'd be like stretching a fireball to run three twenty fives or something. It just doesn't make sense, right? Yep. <laughs> Steve's looking at me with a weird face, so I don't know what to. Make I wanted way. to do that a while back is take a, a cut off a raw boom uh -huh. and jam it in there when, you know, three print a tailbox and, yeah. and see if I can get a, um, a running 325, basically yeah. a 450 size fireball. Yeah. All right. Well, now you don't and have the, to just, and the yeah, whole yeah, time yeah. he was singing. But it'll be interesting. I do. I do like the color scheme. I do like that. It's nice and yellow and bright. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll, I'll see some of these zipping around somewhere pretty oh, soon. Oh, I'm sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, all the cool kids will have them. Well, I know. I'm going to definitely, I'm going to pre-order them one soon as Yeah. The cool kids and Steve. The cool kids and, and Steve. Me. Oh, and then Eric Shu be first in line. You'll have two of them probably. Uh, my email's going out to... Uh, Eric Shu is pretty right cool. Now. Eric Shu's great. He's the coolest. I don't know what you he guys are He is the coolest about. of the cool. Well, he's the coolest until Jay shows up. <laughs> then he's then he's cool, but 
there's a cool battle that happens at right. that point. I don't there's know a really cool about. meme with uh, both Jay and Eric uh, on the Hangout. Uh, definitely check it out. Ian's over here plugging memes. Mm-hmm. All right, that's all I saw for news and announcements this week. All right, thank God. To be fair, I only spent about five minutes looking, but whatever. Hmm. Yeah. Better than four. Yeah. All right, let's move it on. What's next for you in the hobby? That's five minutes longer than Ian spent on his tech tip. (laughs) I don't even think he's spent that much time thinking about it. No, really, I haven't. I mean, are at least quick. He tries to think, but then nothing happens. (laughs) How do I do that again? So, dude, let me go. What's next for me in the hobby? Yeah. I I so want to go flying because this has been the longest spell. Like yeah, three weeks been has been the yeah. longest time I think I've not flown. Since you got to Florida. Yeah. I'd say since definitely you got since I got to Florida. Yeah. Absolutely. But I got to get... I got to get some appliances. I got the old dryer that we took out hey, still in my garage. You, you got it all worked out. How are you going to strap your heli to that bicycle? <laughs> yeah. It's called... Uh, put it in the Jeep and forget the bicycle. That's <laughs> what I'm going to do. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I, I got to get an appliance on Saturday. I got to get a washing machine. Wait, you don't uh, have a refrigerator either, do you? I do have a refrigerator because we bought okay. a second one and it's in the garage, which is a pain in the ass. Um, I feel like I'm living in the, the 1800s <laughs> because every time I got to get something, I got to go outside. Yeah, go but to luckily, that old icebox outside. Yeah, I don't, I don't use that much. I don't Spring do that house. much cooking at home. So, But I, I'd love to get out and get a flight in on something i still gotta fly the oxy5 after i fixed it with the the horns and put new blades on it i got everything i just gotta get it back in the air maybe maybe on sunday we'll see god forbid i take some time to myself and do something i want to do no you can't do that yes i can all right that's it it must be up and awake in uh the other side of the world here what? Okay. No, I just sent an email about the Goblin Brawl and I got an instant response. Like, oh, I guess they're awake. Anyways. So what are you what are you gonna be doing, Andy? I am going to the Ohio Heli Throwdown in oh, a couple days. Mm-hmm. Right. Which means I've got oh. to fix my raw that I never did fix with the broke servo arm. Oh, yeah. And probably just abandoning everything else throw throw probably that one heli I, I don't know maybe i'll take the oxy five just as a backup why bother yeah it's kind of oh. what i'm thinking i'll just take the one i'm only going to be there like a day and a half anyway so yeah what's your plans i will drive up friday morning i'll okay. probably get there i don't know Two or three uh, o'clock in the afternoon. Afternoon, early evening, yeah. Be there Friday night, Saturday, and then come home Sunday. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's a short trip, but it's <laughs> what I can do to make it work. Yeah. Yep, yep. And that's it for me. Gonna see all the Ohio boys. Mm-hmm. And Diamante. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Ohio boys and Diamante. Uh, what about you, Steve? 
Um, yeah, so I kind of alluded to it. I just sent an email to my, my person in SAB, and I got a response back that they've noted that I want a Goblin Raw 420, and they'll let me know as soon as it's ready. All right, cool. So nice. I'll hopefully get that. I'm thinking if they're going to release it by the end of the month, right? Like mid-month. start shipping in a month. Yeah. Well, they're going to like release it mid-month, but like really they'll probably ship it later. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, hopefully that'll be soon. Uh, but be, yeah, as well, I'll be going to Ohio Heli Throwdown. Um, I plan on leaving Friday morning as well. I'm bringing my whole family. So the wife's coming on this one. Um, plan to be there probably like mid-afternoon, early evening. Um, hang out that night. You know, get the kids to go. Probably the kids and the wife will probably take the car and do whatever. But uh, yeah, that and then Saturday, I'll be there the whole day with the fans. And then Sunday, we're going to Cleveland and we're going to stay in a day. We're going to spend like a day and a half in Cleveland. So yeah. Sunday and, and then Monday morning. Um, so plan on doing two museums Sunday and Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on Monday morning and then right. and then drive back. Nice. So, when you so get to Cleveland, fun. you have to go, hello, Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Spinal like, Tap. Hello, like, really? Cleveland. Really? Hello. I'm. Uh, see how it works out. I might be. In, I might stay till Monday and be in Cleveland on Monday, looking at an excavator. If it's oh, still there and not already sold, maybe. Yeah. Cool. Are you coming by yourself? Or you bringing? It's just you? me and Tima. Yeah. So All maybe right. I'll find you and I'll stalk you. <laughs> I'll heckle sure. you. <laughs> if you want to go to a children's museum, sure, come along. <laughs> Hello, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Be running around. Steve, fuck you. Hello, like, Steve. Hello, Cleveland. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, yeah, that's it for me. Uh, oh, besides, I got to pack up that fireball and get it shipped out. So, yeah. All right, get, cool. Get um, yeah, what about you, Ian? And don't say work or Discord, please. Yeah, what are you doing uh, in the hobby besides Discord? Because that doesn't count. Wrenching. Yeah, because you're not you're not you're really simming. You just, are, you're talking to people, but you're not simming. What are you wrenching on specifically? Yeah. Um, uh, <clears throat> I gotta fix the the black nitro, which that's nothing really. Um, gonna be What's taking. What's wrong with it? Um, uh, it's not the. Yeah, did you figure actual, out the throttle thing, right? Yeah, what and it was exactly what Andy pretty much called it. But what it is, it it's the actual servo arm that's on the drum of the carburetor that's moving. So is when it you like give it stripped throttle, out or something? Yeah, it's it's stripped out. It's not mm-hmm. holding. So you have the little barb washer that goes behind there. I'll have to look. There should be one there, but yeah, it's it's loose. All I know is I. Uh, I didn't even have to power it up to find out. I just, you know, just moved the servo and it's not going to the lines. So I forcefully moved it myself and it you could just barely touch it and it turns. So mm-hmm. it's amazing it didn't just go freaking wild on me. JB weld <coughs> it. It'll be all right. Yep. Or I, guess I read lock time mine. Yep. And that's what I used on mine as well because, I mean, the carb's not really going to get as hot as what the engine does. So it's like, fuck it. Um, and then on the Drake, I got to pull the, the actual, uh, the vertical fin off of the, the 630 and I'll put it on the Drake. Cause that's like the second fin I've actually broke off. I mean, 
One of them was due to a crash, but this, I barely even scraped the ground as I was autoing it back to me. And it barely scraped the ground, and that fin was, like, already left the building. So I'm going back. I mean, back. if you're... <clears throat> if you I haven't broken a, a tail fin in years. Yeah. And, and me neither. Not, uh, unless I crash. Yeah. But like, yeah. when you're coming back and you have a carbon fiber tail fin, it goes like this into the ground. That is... Why are you going not... backwards? Go forward. Yeah. No, I mean, I just... I just was bringing it back to me, and I had don't already you, cut. Don't you kind of flare like yeah, your tail up before you? Yeah, typically I do. But it <laughs> so was like I was, in, I was still traveling a little bit, and there was a, a bit of ground that was uneven. That's when I snacked. Oh, well, that's that's pilot error, hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And if you're not breaking tail fins, you're not doing it right, dude. Oh yeah. And then of course you know I tried to patch something up there, and you know just to see if it'll hold. Yeah, it went right through the blades. Like first TikTok, it was like would, in the. Tick. I would say you don't even need a tail fan, but no. clearly you do. Yeah, I guess he does. <laughs> Be breaking but no, it was blades. Like, but yeah, I got to do a little wrenching on that because I, I, I'm going to take the old vinyl off of there, and I've actually got vinyl laying around over here that matches. So, be working on that, putting the old school uh, six thirty fin on there. Um. That's really all I've got. Oh, I got to do a little wrenching on the NX4. Nothing serious, but I actually found out where there was a uh, a bolt that backed out for one of my uh, boom supports. Yeah. All right. And Ian, I commend you for getting in Discord every week, uh, every Friday. Oh yeah, hand- handling things over there, even though those guys don't want to hear it. <laughs> No, and it's it's been a lot of fun. I mean, you guys really missed out well, this last weekend. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I was moving furniture. I was fixing it. I was remodeling a bathroom, which I'm almost done. Finally. Damn, I thought you were Good. almost done last week. Good, because I got to pee. Yeah. No, you know how it is. It's like, <laughs> cool, I'm almost done. All we got to do is install the vanity, the toilet, and, and that's it. And then I'm like, the vanity doesn't fit. Why? Because all the plumbing is too far over so i gotta reroute all the plumbing so i had to that nice painted wall cut it open reroute oh. everything pass it back up cover it paint it again so yeah it was a little delay mm. oh that's but the vanity's installed the marble tops installed all that stuff all the trim pieces backsplash all that stuff's glued in and caulked so nice gotta install the toilet and some you know toilet paper holder rack thingy whatever you know towel rack shit like that yeah I'll post oh, yeah. pictures soon. Hashtag Steve the Builder. Yeah, fucking Home Depot. Gosh, I'm so tired of this. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm too cheap to pay someone else to do it, so. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. All right. Is that it? Uh, no, that's it for me. Yeah, that's it. Okay. We got a listener pipeline? Yes. I almost forgot about it. Oh, boy. We're going to do the wrap-up stuff, I did forget about it. I know. I was trying to figure out if we could uh, skip the wrap-up again, but we've done it two weeks in a row. (laughs) Yeah, too much. We'll run through it. But I'm kind of ready to go to bed, and we got three weeks' worth of wrap-up to do. Oh, Uh, boy. uh, Okay. Hey, guys. Steve from Sunnyvale, Florida here. Hope the whole team is back together. Since you each need the others to lean on to make it a whole. Guys, uh, I won't even say what kind of hole. That wouldn't be right. 
Guys, speaking of summer afternoon showers, I was driving home late this afternoon, just after quitting time for those of you that still work, and it was pouring a monsoon rain. I mean, coming down big time. Lots of thunder and lightning all over the place. And guess what I saw in the distance as I got closer with a guy driving an electric <laughs> bike. Looked kind of like a moped on steroids. Riding. Kind of cool. Hauling ass at what looked like to be a top speed of maybe 22.5 miles an hour. Cars swerving all over to avoid hitting this awesome machine. <laughs> and then comes a huge pickup truck. The truck hit a deep puddle of water and drenched this evil Knievel-looking dude on the electric bike. Welcome to Florida, dude. Okay, guys, i got to do a little bit of an episode review. Episode 325, Dan K. Reed, RC Nation. What an awesome guest. I loved hearing Dan talk again. Congratulations to him and his new bride. Then the Freefall podcast team deviated somewhat. Episode 326, Size Matters. Episode 330, Beat It. That might be a little Michael Jackson takeoff. And finally, Episode 333, Feed Me. Golly, guys, for those titles, y'all seem to have uh, all the good makings maybe for a good porn series. <laughs> Fortunately, you settled it down a bit with uh, episode 332, Dan, the Gucci Man, Turiak. Nice job, man. This guy gives the inside scoop on a lot of things you guys are afraid to discuss. Gucci just kind of tells it like it is, man, and does a good job at it. Man, he should have his own podcast somehow or something like that. Okay, who's going to the Free Forestry Podcast annual event in Jersey? And last thing, Ian, you got a tool tip? Man, you got the hardest thing to do. You got some sort of preparation you got to do. You got to dig deep. And the guys are always smacking you down. Guys, <laughs> hope to see you soon. Take care. See ya. All right. So none of that happened except that it did <laughs> rain about five o'clock and I was watching the weather and I left at 502. And, you know, they say when you're in Florida, if you don't like the weather, just wait. That's what we Floridians say. So, Steve, welcome to Florida. <laughs> you, should, you should know that. And I didn't get rained on at all. all I just right. dodged some puddles and that was it. No car splashing you? No. Mm. Nope. Yeah. We know that didn't happen because Steve would probably have ran him out of the road and then called to tell us about it. Steve's not leaving I, his house. He's got too I much yard Steve work. I thought Steve was the one driving the truck. Yeah, that's what I was saying. He's be like, guys, you're not going to believe this asshole I ran off the road on a bicycle. <laughs> All right, let's see what else he's up to. Idle three. Throttle off. Oh. Rescue activated. Throttle off. Oh, hey, guys. Sorry. Uh, call by mistake. No, probably not. Uh, just I'm surrounded by airplanes and helicopters, guys. Just having a good time setting up another helicopter. Uh, wishing y'all were flying with us down here in South Florida. I'm actually packing up, getting ready to go down to the to the Keys this weekend, going down on Sunday. Uh, maybe a few of y'all, if you happen to have some time, come on down to South Florida and uh, enjoy the, the weather in the weekend. But, uh, hey, Kevin. Travel off. That was for you, Kevin. Hope you're doing well, buddy. Welcome back to Florida. See ya. <laughs> Jeez. I'll say I this. say that when I'm at the field with him, I say that every time he does, he'll do uh, he'll do uh, something throttle enable is or something, and then he'll do that throttle off. I say it every time. I've I've said this before, but I've never seen anything as narcissistic as putting <laughs> your own voice on your radio to say throttle off. 
Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that dude. If he Dad. started a band, the band would be called <laughs> Me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. That is all the listener pipeline. Thanks, Steve. Thank right. Yeah, thanks, thanks for calling in. We just like busting <laughs> your chops. What the hell, man? <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's wrap it up then. All right, let's all right. Facebook likes. We're at 1,404 likes. That's plus three new likes this week or this last couple weeks, I would say. Okay, three new names Edwin Chavez, John Nobbs, and Lawrence Kirk. Thanks, everyone, for liking our page and following us. Facebook comments. What do we got? Oh, man. You guys got comments <clears throat> like crazy from all the memes, but not on any of the episodes. Hmm. Like yeah. episode. Right. 332 uh, with Dan Turiak. No comments. One share. Episode, uh, uh, the meme of Andy following his 580 raw nitro canopy in the mirror. Uh, Nick Wisdom said, dude, we all know that Andy Russ isn't even <laughs> going to open the box for another couple of weeks. <laughs> so right he Called was. It. So Called right. It. He was nailed it. You nailed it, Nick. And then Ian posted pictures of his fun time at the Northern Knights Fun Fly. Mm-hmm. Kids had a great time. Definitely awesome meeting and chatting with everyone. I'll have to stop by again soon. Well, after I make a parts order. And John Lauren Elrod said, uh, what are we looking at here? Are you trying to take pictures and fly at the same time or what, bro? Because <laughs> one of these pictures looks like it's like a flaming skull it's or something. Yeah, what it, yeah, what it was is, you know, it was one of their, um, you know, their LED lit up foamies that they had, and it's pretty much just a circular cutout, and you've got, you know, the part in the middle where it, where it's also the rudder, and they had them just completely wrapped in LED lights, which it was like so cool to watch. So I was trying to find a good still that I can. You know, screenshot of it and then posted it, but uh. <laughs> so okay. And you posted another meme then of a uh, snackle box, which looks like a tackle box with uh, just a bunch of snack items in there. And mm-hmm. Daryl's brother Darren said, Yes, uh, Justin Mahoney said, This needs to happen. Great idea, Ian. Andy, tell us about his favorite snacks and what movie to watch while eating said snacks. <laughs> Eric Shu said portable adult lunchables. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Markham said that's what she said. And Richard Spiegel said, I'm hungry. Yeah, that's uh, pretty cool. You throw those olives out, but the rest of it, hmm, it's all right. Oh, and then we posted a, a nice... Uh, I don't know what this is. Uh, PSA warning video. Oh, of, I thought it was uh, a video of you and Bill. And oh yeah, the last time Bill and I were together. Yeah, right. I thought that that's was this, this one's that's right. way worse. This is yeah. really this one's pretty bad actually. No. I, I'm the one who posted this on, on our page. I saw it on some other page and I I shared it. Yeah, this compared to me hitting Bill in the head with a plane was a love tap. Uh, yeah, not even. This is, this yeah, is explain what it is real quick for our listeners yeah. that aren't looking. It's a, this looks like a uh, what the hell is that? or something or a P38 like Lightning or something. It's got like three fuselages to it. Three? Well, it's got like two oh, no, motors on the outside fuselage. and one fuselage in the middle. It's a foam, and yeah. and a right? Like tail. a foam Warbird 40 Warbird. Or something like that. 
I hope it's foam. It looks I mean, like the way it explodes. Yeah, it broke apart in like. But it's good size. It's stuff. like uh, what? No, it's a good size. Yeah, and it's going a good clip too. Forty-eight. And it, it literally hits a guy like right on the head. While the guy's yeah. flying, so I'm sure he crashed whatever he was flying. Uh, from what I was reading in the comments, I down, guess he was. Didn't it? Yeah, he yeah. was flying a glider when he got hit, but uh, I so couldn't it knocked find him out. down. He was passed out for a minute. He got back up and then landed his plane because it's a glider. Probably. No, I'm just but kidding. no, I couldn't. Um, I was trying to look through like the comments of the original video, and the, there were so many comments I couldn't even load to a certain point. So, yeah, you know, I hope the guy's all right because man, that's uh, that's quite the hit. That's yeah. quite a hit, um, you know, and it's one of the reasons I posted it. So it's like we always hear that, oh, you helicopter guys are so dangerous, so dangerous, you know, you guys yeah, flying, exactly. flying lawnmowers, it's so dangerous, it's so dangerous. And yes, we know that it's dangerous and we act accordingly because it's dangerous. But this is unacceptable. Like to whoever's person is flying it, like, first of all, if this is coming towards someone, like as a pilot, I would run to that guy and try to push him out of the way and not have it hit him. Right. Or if, if he was flying across the flight line, he obviously was flying too close to the to where the pilots are standing because yeah. there's a pilot. Yeah, standing, he crossed he's right the next flight to a line. Fence clearly, line. he was not in control yeah. of his aircraft. And this is also a good um, reason to have spotters because if the right. dude had a spotter, he could have said, "Step back." Yeah. Duck right. or move behind this fence that's right there that you would have yeah. saved him from getting hit. You know? And and that's 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 kind of the reason why I post this. It wasn't, you know, I mean, obviously it's crazy to see someone get hit yeah. like just hard with an airplane. It sucks. Um but then again, like, you know we I know we what we fly is dangerous. Everything we do is, is has some level of danger to it, but you know, we act accordingly. This person did not act accordingly. Mm. No way. No. It's Anyways. almost like a twin boom something or other with a fuselage in the middle. Kind of like a twin boom, like a P-38 or something. It might be that, that it's more dangerous. You treat it with more respect and are a little more careful. Right. We all I know is that my local club, all the injuries have been prop strikes. And some oh, have absolutely. been bad. Yep, like yep. One yeah. dude eat his shins up with a big giant gasser plane, like bad, bad. And yeah, then others just like small ones. One dude chopped his nose off. Oof. Just you know, old Crazy. dudes and plankers are just yeah. <laughs> a problem. But anyway, but they always looked at us and say we're oh, yeah. dangerous. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. the part. Know, yes, let's digress. But um, from what I'm looking at, I look. You know, P38 Lightning looks just like that plane. Two yeah. props, main fuselage in the middle with the two props in the boom. Then it hit him so square that he might <clears throat> not got hit by a prop. It might have just been that right, center exactly. thing. Might have been the fuse. Right in the yeah. head. but it knocked yeah, him down right, nonetheless. <laughs> It knocked him down cold, flat, like, oof. It, it looked like it hurt. It definitely yeah. left the mark. Yeah, hashtag goodnight, Gracie. Anyway, <laughs> let's move it on, I guess, from that. Yep. All what right. else we have? No we comments for the last episode. Feed me. Feed right. me, except I was very hungry after the end of that episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of those two episodes, you guys mentioned, like, all the sponsor pilots and congratulations. You could have just clarified that by said congratulations to everybody but Kevin. That's it. I mean, because I think Ian and I are like probably the only two guys that aren't sponsored. Yeah. In the entire you might, you might be right. hobby. You might be right. Um, I keep seeing them go by on Facebook and and every day I look at 
the next person that's been sponsored. And I go, damn it, it's not me. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. I'm not sponsored by anybody. Not even LA Direct. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> not even LA Direct. <laughs> oh, my God. Sean's going to be pissed off at you. <laughs> I'm sponsored well, by me. I'm sponsored by all the major credit cards in my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's what that's that's exactly. the true sponsors, okay? Yes, I yeah, sponsor by all these brands and I get a little bit of discount here and there or whatever. But that don't mean I don't pay for it. I still pay for everything I buy, everything I use. You know? The only good thing is when I go to a fun fly and enter contests, I could probably be I'll probably be the only one winning anything because I'll yeah, be you, Eric Shu, and Rob Cole allowed to win anything. <laughs> oh, and Rodney, Rodney too. It was Rodney and Rodney. Yeah, you guys always just clear the whole table just be you four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And uh, the last post we have here is Ian posted mm. a meme when your YS blows up and hurts so bad that Taylor Swift writes a song about it. <laughs> <laughs> I just love Tom's. Um, no, who's, who's coming? Was it? Let me let me go back to it. Yeah, Tom. Says you, Tom? you blew it up even with an OS card. Yes. You deserve every Taylor song she writes. <laughs> and then Ian said, "Not my image." LOL. Yeah, and then the next one is perfect. (laughs) He's like, if it's not yours, it's got to be Adam's. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It sure was. Nah, I think Adam's even got a comment in there. Yeah. He's like, hello. Yeah, go for it. He says, that's cute. Uh, Why don't you tell Taylor Swift to put up, to put in her song how shitty the wires connecting rods are. I've blown up a shit ton of YS motors and it's always the same thing but I have but never have I wanted uh, a song about it (laughs) (laughs) it seems pretty and then what is that four middle finger emojis Mm -hmm. more hands than he has (laughs) nice awesome all right what else do we have is that it it looks like it I believe so all right. Do we have any Facebook? Uh, what do you yes. call it here? I mean, we have a shit, post. a shit ton of pictures from Mike D the Planker of oh, yeah. his trip to where do you go? Italy. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's got pictures in front of all these famous landmarks with the Team Freefall RC podcast sticker. That's kind of cool. That's awesome. And then. Uh, we have another one here. Uh, that yes. Justin posted. Justin Mahoney. Hey, Kevin, does your little robot do this? And it's a pick of an R2 oh, yeah. with a beer tap coming out yeah. of the side. R- R2 with the R2. beer tab? Is that what I said? Yeah. I think I said RT. An R2-D2 yeah. with a beer tap. That's so cool. <laughs> that is fucking awesome. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Yep. What do you think he has? Like a little, little, you know, little hat. Nah, can you can't put a half kick in there? Can not put like one of those little Heineke balls or whatever? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, website comments. Do we have anything? Um, I don't know. Anything do we have anything, Kevin? I forgot to Anything look. via the website? Like uh, email? Website or email? I didn't see that. Oh, email. We got an email that says stay calm. We may have just won 
thousand dollars and well, seven hundred seventy seven. True. We have to the, the the yes I want to win checkbox is already checked in the email. Wait, what is this? What are you talking about? He's I don't know how we some scam email. Some scam sweepstakes. In inbox dollars? Are you talking yeah. about? Do we uh, get any well, real emails? Nope. Alright. It's the one under that, Steve. Yeah. We have, to pay the, we have to pay the taxes on that, and in order to do that, we have to go to Best Buy and buy Best Buy cards, and then read them the number. <laughs> I hate when we have to do that. It's such a pain in the butt to do that. I've had to do that three times last week. I know. I, know. I thought you had to pay like a Nigerian prince. I mean, that's no, no. You get a call from the Social Security office that they surprisingly sound like they're from India. Um, <laughs> well, do you didn't know? Or it's the Social Indian Security Social outsourced? Security. Yeah. Yeah, outsourced to India. Yeah, outsourced to India there. Uh, anyways, okay. Are we done? People of Podbean? Oh, geez. It's been so long I forgot to even bring up Podbean. Yeah, Podbean. Oh, Podbean? we got some comments. I might have brought it up already. I just can't find the, the tab. Oh, here it is. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, geez, people of Podbean. Everybody's been... Been busy. Uh, Heliman liked episode 326, Size Matters, 327, Rising Star, 328, Outfitting a New Build. Uh, so did My Star 60. He liked Outfitting a New Build. And 329, The Art of Owning a Nitro. Tim Tidebeck, good to hear him uh, liking something. Uh, again, is uh, he liked 326, Size Matters, and 327, Rising Star. Bare Metal Fabrication liked episode 331, Family Guy. And Richard yeah. the, Richard Thanks, the Fifth. Richard the Fifth uh, liked episode 320, uh, 332, the old podcaster series with Dan Turiak. And Mike Welch liked episode 333, Feed Me. Mike Welch. Where's he been? Mike Welch. I actually was talking to him today or nice. by text. He's going to be at Ohio. Oh, cool. With the new camper? Can you buy a new camper? I think so. He wants me to bring my drone. Reminds me, I got to pack my drone. Pack your drone. (laughs) Yeah. And he wants to use it to look uh, look at his solar panels on top of his new camper. Nice. But yeah, I spoke to him. You Um, can't get a ladder for that. He he has a broken foot. Oh. His foot's broken. Remember? Yeah. You can't climb a ladder with a broken foot. No, he says he's able to now walk on it a little, but it, it hurts a lot. So, so. All right. Give him a break, okay. Andy. I know, right? Mm. Shit. <laughs> he's already got a it's break. Like, Couldn't this he guy just... got like 15 broken bones in his foot, and like I don't know how much titanium. How am I supposed to know that? <laughs> Couldn't he just pull into like an office building and walk up a couple flights of stairs or take the elevator? Couldn't he just oh, flip the RV over out. and then look know. at it while he's standing on the ground? <laughs> Just throw his shoulders. Couldn't you just put his iPhone on record and throw it up in the air? (laughs) Strap it to a helicopter. Yeah. I've done that. I've got footage of me crashing into my garage. Facebook, not Facebook Live. What is it? FaceTime, right? From your your phone to another phone, and then you just sit there and hover. And there you go. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, yeah, we get to see Mike. Okay. That's cool. Cool. Tell him I said hi. Yep. Uh, Okay. Uh,. People pop bean. Let's see here. We have a comment. Uh, I think we did the 121 days ago. Richard the fifth. 
I'm going to read that again anyway because I like it. Hashtag fishing is ruining our hobby. <laughs> yes, it <laughs> I like is. that one. All right. 11 days ago, Gucci, well, this person named Gucci who actually put their name in, quote, Gucci, says 11 days ago, wow, one of the most interesting stories ever. Uh, this guy can talk. He's honest, exciting, and 50% knowledgeable. One could say he is CG'd to perfection. It doesn't show me what episode that is, but that has to be a listener series with Dan Terry. Yeah, with, with Gucci, yeah. I would think, yeah. And I would agree with this. Dude can talk a lot, that's for damn sure. I actually was... It's pretty exciting. Yeah, and he makes a great guest host because, like, so tell me about this. Yeah, you don't have to do anything. You just ask uh, a question, he goes on for like 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm going to the bathroom. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> No, no, it's great. Though. Um, and then let's see, we got one other one from Boogie. And one day ago, he wrote for episode three thirty three, "Feed Me." I've gained ten pounds listening to Andy's snack tips. <laughs> <clears throat> hey, you don't get this sexy dad bod without the right kind of <laughs> snacks. I'll just tell you. Uh huh. There you go. All right, and that's all we had for Pop Bean. Okay, iTunes review. We have no iTunes reviews. What the hell, man? <laughs> All right, what the hell, man? What the hell? Drop us an iTunes review. We'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at free4rc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash free4rc podcast. Check out our webpage, free4rc podcast.show. Say hi to Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. Mm, let's see. Flight test forums off, off the field, audio and video production of the flight test podcast, free4rc podcast. Say yeah. Hi to David Hill, a.k.a. Hildeflyer. Hey, Dave. Hi, David Hill. Hey, David Hi, Hill. Dave. Are we still on that? I don't know. To I'm be honest, I haven't checked. Yeah, I got to check one of these days, but I'm sure Dave's been on it anyways. Haven't spoken to Dave in a while. Got to catch up. Um, David, Free far see Helifest, yeah, July 28th, 29th. You should try to make it. Bring uh, Gami with you. Gummy, I can't say his name right. Guillaume. 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 That's it. You got it. Just called him Gummy. Guillaume. Bring bring Guillaume. Guillaume. Bring Guillaume with you. Yes. Bring him. Um, I don't know how he's doing if he's still flying. He was a helicopter pilot, right? Guillaume. He was heli direct. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, He's OG heli direct team. Yeah. Mm. Before this influx of new blood and coworkers. Uh, Let's see. What else do we have here? Uh, Fellow podcasters. Ali Heads Podcast. Kevin, Dan, and company. Mm-hmm. Off, let's see here. Maximum Collective. Maximum Collective. That's um. That's with um, Greg, George, Peter, Bobby, Cindy, all those, right? And a Steve. <laughs> Is there a Steve on it? No, there's, there's like, yeah, there's there's like Gregory and a Gregor and a Steve. Yep. Right? Yes, sir. Yep. Steve O'Connor. Oh, that's right. Steve O'Connor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Tell Rotor Podcast. Um, yeah. That's uh, Cliff and Rich. Cliff, Cliff Lewis. Cliff and Rich. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the original founders, Cliff, Cliff Lewis and um, Rich, and then like, yeah. a couple of mics and a guy that makes the mask like and steel. People. Yeah. Like a knife guy. And that's it. He's not even a knife guy anymore. Does he even. Guy. Does he do anything? Oh, he bought a motorcycle too? Yeah. Shaggy's on a motorcycle? Yeah. That's 
got to be comical. That's got to <laughs> be like the guy from Green Acres riding up on his little mini bike. That's an old show, kids, that you probably mm-hmm. never heard of. Yeah, Green Acres. Farm living is the life for me. Um, all right, let's see here. Skids up. That's with Javier, Frank, and maybe Paul. And? And, um, and, uh, you know. <laughs> is it Weens? Is it Wines? Darren, not Daryl. It's, it's yeah. Daryl Weens. Or Wines. Dar- it's Daryl Wines. Or Weens. Wines. It's Darren Wines how, and Daryl Weens. How bad Weens. is it for years we can't get his last name straight, <laughs> and then I start getting his first name all screwed up? I know. You totally That's butchered so first name. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Darren. Sorry, Daryl. <laughs> DW. I'm just going to start calling DW. Daryl Walter. Okay. What? The probably works? Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, yeah. Very down under. They're kind of done, right? I haven't seen an episode yeah, from them in so. a while. Um, who do you see? Heli podcast, though. Yes. Can you see her? And Rich. Yeah, we got the scoop that they're, they got another one in the books. Uh, I mean, in the works. So I'm amazed from his story about the timelines than the the work that Richard does that yeah. they can even get together to do a podcast. I, w- I, I, c- I couldn't do. Any- I wouldn't shit. be able to do anything. Like, no way. Nothing. That's all. I, I wanted to tell him that I worked nights for a year or two. I think it was 1999 because I got I went to see a couple of bands that year and I had them sign shit and I was all pumped and I was up. Two three o'clock in the morning. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's get because yeah. I'd work nights, and I, there was no way. I told my boss, I said, either nights or days. Don't have me going back and forth because oh. I'll just stay on nights and stay on that schedule. I think people still do that swing shift stuff where they do like days for a week and then nights oh, for man. a week. No, and no way. Second oh, shift for a week. I don't know how you do that. No, no that's that's fucking nuts. Yeah. See, I was doing from like 2 p.m. until like 6:30 a.m., and that would fuck me up more more than anything. Yeah. Yep. Okay. A little sidetracked off there. Uh, RC Roundtable. What's with Fitz, Terry, and Lee? Oh, RC After Hours. What Andre? Our Fly Podcast. Ron Tom. Or is RC that? Uh, I don't know. No RC Plane that. Lab is Ron and Tom, right? Yeah, Ron and Tom in the morning. The other one's two mics and a J. Yeah. Wait, Park Fire Podcast is Ron and Tom in the morning, right? And then RC Plane Lab is two mics and a J? Or is it no, the other way around. I think okay. it's the other way around. All right. Um, all Things That Fly? With Lucian Miller. And I moves. think they're done, too, honestly. Are they done? They haven't yeah. had a new one in like a year and a half or two years. Yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, I mean, we could talk about it like as Teleroder does on there. Yeah, check them out on Rerun. Yeah. We got three, what, 300 episodes or something? 300 plus, yeah. Yeah. So, there's a lot of content there, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yep, and another person with a lot of content, make sure you check out Bill Ann's YouTube channel. Bill, 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 Bill. Check him out. Right. Thanks for listening. something. Yeah, I don't he know does. if it's content, but y'all have something. <laughs> you got a lot of stuff, yeah. All right, free exercise. See you next time. Bye. Bye, everybody.
fucking hate Damn. spaghetti. Why was I not recording this? <clears throat> some, Why are you not recording this? I don't know. I just started because I'm stupid. <laughs> Please, somebody recorded that. Yeah, I recorded it. Oh, man. Well, we know what's getting <laughs> deleted. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Dude, I'm so excited to speak to Kenny Co. I didn't know he was going to be on the show. Freaking going to be awesome. I saw him fly at Urcha. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he fly for like... For doesn't he fly for Theta servos? Is that Kenny Co? Kenny flies for Theta, yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to ask him all about it. Could you stop making noise over there? Oh, sorry. Could you, could you get your people... Oh, wait a minute. It's not Kenny Co. It's Kenny Sierra. Kenny he's not, Co doesn't do podcasts. He, he's not listening, is he? Is Kenny Sierra here? I thought yet? it was Kenny Rogers. Wow. Isn't Kenny Rogers dead? I think so. I did like his roasters. And then there's this one, which I don't think, I don't think is legitimate either. Yeah, what's up, Laser? It is a fan. I want to let you know that I'm Kushim, I'm here. And I have a very nice counselor. I'm Shamshik Goldberger. So I'm there. If, yeah, we'll talk. Is that even English? All I could hear was counselor, Seiko Booger, and let's talk. Yeah, something like I'm here, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we should know. call him back, but if he starts asking me to go to Target and get gift cards, then I know it's a scam. <laughs> I've been watching a shit ton of that, like guys pranking the scammers, and yeah. it's so, so damn funny. Because this first of all, I don't know, I don't know. God help the people that actually fall for that shit. It's got to be just old people. Yeah, it's freaking old people. They're preying on. Yeah. People like you, Kevin. Right. Old people don't know any better. One foot in the grave. The other on banana peel. Yep. <laughs> That's what my father used to say all the time. 